Blog Talk Radio. We've had the best football picks for a decade, and we ain't stopping now. Live from the IMLD Home Studios, in its 10th season, this is, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your host, Jay Andre. Welcome in. You do indeed have in much less detail the podcast here for you live on a Saturday night, October the fifteenth, two thousand twenty-two. October the fifteenth. Interesting sounding date. It kind of tickles something in the back of my brain. Oh, shoot. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Happy anniversary to my wonderful wife uh, who made the choice to marry me 11 years ago on this day. And I'm still trying to figure out why she did that. But I'm grateful to have her uh, either way. I'm sure she's not listening to this because she doesn't listen to the show. But happy anniversary anyway. Uh, I'm Dre. He's Jay. We are here. And uh, I'm probably sounding a little different. Once again, I'm coming to you from my wife's uh, uncle's house. And if things break up and sound a little weird, uh, Jay will let me know and I'll hop on the phone where things will uh, sound even weirder, but hopefully it won't be breaking up. Jay, how are you doing tonight? Doing great and happy anniversary. Didn't even, you know, didn't put two and two together that you were going to do this on the night of uh, our show. So that's the debt's dedication. Uh, something like that. I mean, if we, you know, I'm, we're here from yesterday uh, on, into tonight. Uh, we were here at uh, my wife's uncle's house. So if we did it last night, it would have been the exact same logistical right. situation. I just would have had less time to get ready for the show. So and, and just, we know that we are creatures. It. We're creatures of habit. We like our Saturday shows. So yeah, and we're doing a Friday no, like next week. Rushing through. Oh, we do have it next week. You are uh, occupied next weekend, so next week will absolutely be a uh, Friday edition of the Saturday podcast in much less detail the podcast. Yeah, an exciting weekend uh, next Saturday night for uh, myself and my children. Um, for my wife, we're actually taking the kids down to Milwaukee for their first ever NBA game. All right, go get to see so, some Giannis. Taking them down to see some Giannis as they play the Houston Rockets Uh so, which is, that should be a, squ- a squash match, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. You never well, know. I don't know, what the, I don't know what the spread <laughs> will be, but yeah, I'll put some ducats on the on the books for that. But for the uh, for the fact that it is actually their uh, home opener, uh, unbelievably yeah. inexpensive tickets for that game. That's because it's the Rockets. <laughs> Correct. Hey, you know what? I, we went to a home opener one year, I think probably against the Utah Jazz or somebody, something like that, yeah. where it was, you know, a real nice price for the for the get in because the was nothing special. So, yeah, yeah. good deal. First game, though, for me as well. Uh, never, you know, and getting, you know, I was talking to the family. I'm like, it kind of makes me a little sad that I grew up in the the Jordan Bulls era and never once experienced that live. Um you know, either at yeah, either at the Madhouse on Madison or at the UC, and you know, so get the kids started young, take them down there, see one of the you know what top top three players in all of basketball. But I hear oh, he's yeah. pretty good. We're not. He's not uh, bad. Was was that Lou in New Jersey? I forget who it was who called in who wasn't sure about Giannis being elite. Well, he, 
he wasn't sure he was a superstar. He needed oh, that, super- <laughs> that finals MVP uh, performance, that last one, right. uh, to, to prove to him and convince him that he actually was uh, an NBA superstar. Because before that, he just wasn't quite sure. Well, I'll go see it live, and I'll report back if what I You'll see You'll confirm is- uh, his superstardom worthiness? Yes. All right. Or we'll lack look of forward to that. Who knows? <laughs> well, uh, depending on uh, how how, he, how informed he is uh, that night, he'll be informed. It's the Rockets. The Rockets are terrible. They might be the worst team in the league. Well, it's been uh, yeah, fun fun shows. Our picks have been going pretty strong. It's just, it's exciting. These are these are hot. these are good times. It's, it's always a much better time when you're actually making decent picks and getting over five hundred and. Uh, not feeling like you have no idea what's going on. Those are those are torture, especially for me. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, eleven and five I, for I, me I, last week, yeah. and nine and seven for you. I am able to gain a two game advantage over you and break that tie. Two and, games uh, is such. I mean, we you know you, you we extrapolate two games to the end of the season, and it stays at two games is nothing. Sure. No. So, um, uh, I'm certainly not thinking that the the two game lead will stand up at, you know, for any length of time. But. Right. <laughs> yeah, we've already gone uh, back and forth a couple of times this season. Neither one of us. I, I think the, the high water mark for you was four games over me, um, or five, because uh, I actually, you know, yeah, because the one week I got them all back and then some, and then we went back and back and forth and yeah, it's very competitive so far. We're into week six and only two games apart and both over 500. We, we could not ask for more than this. Exactly. You know, I was four up on you after two weeks. Um, and then you took all five in week three to right. take a one game lead. Um, and I was able to rally back with one more than you last week and two more this week. Um, but yeah, we're, we're finally coming around and seeing things uh, a little clearly. There's some, some teams and some things you, Still cannot possibly figure out. Um, the uh, the locks are decidedly in my favor at this point. They're over. Four. It's over. <laughs> it's all it's over. Fun now. Oh, I, I certainly hope so. I've got four locks now, <laughs> thanks to the uh, Bills last week. Um, yeah. And you're stuck on one. Uh, Again, those, it those is amazing. Stay. Amazing that all these locks I'm losing, and not once have we disagreed on one of my lock picks yet. Right. No, I, I haven't just crapped on them. No, which is crazy because usually, you know, we get this far in the season, one of us has already crapped on the other one's lock, which is always fun. Or, or uh, you know, the the ever ever rare uh, opposite locks, the lock off, mm-hmm. which is really which we've only done a couple of times since we started right. doing locks, where we see something so clear, we are locking up against each other. So that. that a couple of times That's that has funny. happened has been crazy. Yeah, that's hilarious. We were just so resolute on how we see a particular game that independent of each other, we've decided yeah. to lock the other team uh, and just completely go head to head with each other. Uh, well, I think the closest this year is you, you know, chuckled at me blocking the Jets, and for good reason because no one should ever lock the. Jets. That was that was the one. That was the one I well, lost at yeah. this year. <laughs> the only lock I've lost, and I deserved it. So that's what I get uh, for locking the Jets. Yes. Yeah. I you know, I feel like I'm I'm on to something when I when I picked these locks and I, it did some numbers for me last week and then we had to watch that whatever that was on was that Monday night. Mhm. With the with the Raiders and the Chiefs and I, uh, I still don't I don't still don't know what I'm seeing with some of these games and we're seeing some 
really bad football so far this season. We're going to talk about some of that tonight. Um, You've been promising for a week to talk all about the previous terrible Thursday night game. That well, was before yes. the past Thursday, terrible Thursday night game. Well, we will see. <laughs> right. Oh. Didn't think it could get worse, did you? <laughs> Ooh, well, <laughs> you know, I think some of us saw that coming, though. When we saw Commanders uh, versus Bears, like, oh, my God. Yeah. They're gonna, hey, that I made 50 that? cents on that. I made 50 cents on that game. I had three dollars. Two dollars, so I shouldn't say anything wrong had, about it either. I had three one-dollar lineups in my DraftKings for that week for that game, just to give it some interest to me. And I turned around three dollars and fifty cents. There you go. Two of two of then, my lineups placed. So one of my lineups just tanked, and two of my lineups placed in the top where it, where it scored. So I got a two-dollar and a one-fifty payout on three. Hey, I'm up. Yeah. And, and the one on Washington, Washingtons, and Bears. The, the one lineup that I put for for Thursday night, uh, all I did was to make sure that the first two picks of my five picks were the Bears defense and the Commanders defense, because <laughs> there was yeah, nothing else more important, and that's that's how you make money. Yeah, and um, I had I had defense, I had a defense in all three of my lineups, but I had no lineup that had both. Right. Um, that was the play to me. The, yeah. Both of well, those no, defenses. Well, really, what did everybody in was not having uh, Dante Pettis. Well, it's, it's always that random guy. It's always that, that rando. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. That, that no, that comes out of nowhere. Either. So that's 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 this week. So we're talking. We're here to talk about right. last week. Um, last so week. before we you usually get to have the. Uh, the What's that? complete excoriation of the uh, Colts and Broncos game that you've been promising since last week. Um, I just wanted to ask, am I overblowing it, or do you agree that the big story of uh, last week, week five, was not that game, but the the, the whole we're going to go all the way the other way now instead of not saying what a concussion is and letting a guy run back in even though he's stumbling and bumbling. Now we're going to go the other way, and you can't tackle and sack a quarterback uh, because it looked like you may have done it a little too rough. He threw him down too rough. And now we're going all the way the other way. (laughs) Uh, All I can say for that is I got hard word to hand out for that too. So, Mm -hmm. okay. It's all all part of – so, yes, the answer is yes. Um, okay. But no, I've, I've got a category set aside for that as we move through. Uh, usually, have me start. I'll let you have the floor for your best of the week. Oh, I'll give you the honors. I think the person who wins the previous week should get the honors. <laughs> I'm starting might, that rule tonight. Yeah. Okay. Might take me a second because I'm this bedroom I'm in has terrible lighting, so I got to really squint oh. and see. To me, the best of week five. Uh, was the Dolphins uh, having trouble keeping their quarterbacks upright because Teddy Bridgewater was yeah. disposed on his first, the very first play of the game. He gets taken down uh, on, on an intentional grounding flag for a safety uh, against the Jets. And someone somewhere spotted that he may have been wobbly when he got up all the replays uh, subsequently and all the Zapruder film that they could bring out on social media, nobody seemed to see Teddy Bridgewater uh, wobble or look unsteady in any way, shape, or form. But the brand new rule that they introduced ever since the Tua thing, uh, that now anyone that is seen looking 
wobbly, uh, is automatically removed from the game, uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Although that is also bullshit because uh, Pat Mahomes is going to look wobbly in a Super Bowl one day and going to get magically cleared after five minutes after the doctors uh, look him over in the blue tent. Uh, so that just like every other rule in the NFL, it's subject to interpretation depending on how big the TV show is that they happen to be on. But Teddy uh, going down and ushering in some uh, third-string rookie quarterback to play the rest of that game and get trounced by the uh, by the Jets. That's the best of the week to me because the Miami Dolphins brought all that on themselves because the very first time. When your quarterback is stumbling and holding his head and your response is his back hurts, the fuck? you brought this. Karma is a biatch for the Miami Dolphins. That was the best thing about week five is y'all ass brought that on yourself. Because if you take out your damn quarterback the first time when he's wobbling, then he won't have to see him th- three nights later down on the field throwing up crip signs and scaring everybody watching football, we won't ever have to do that. And if we don't have that, then you don't have Teddy Bridgewater this past Sunday. And if you don't have Teddy Bridgewater this past Sunday, go down on the very first play, then you don't have to have Skylar Thompson in there trying to play uh, quarterback, uh, your third-string guy, and getting killed by the Jets. So that was the best to me because the Dolphins, all that shit that happened to them, they brought that on themselves by not taking care of their guy the first time when they should have, talking about his back was hurt. Get the fuck out of here. I, I like how you give your best of the week to to the karma hitting the Miami Dolphins. I, I like it's that. A biatch. Yeah, there, right. there's some words for that. Uh, as far as what and, and and then the Jets just rained holy hell down upon them. So kick their ass. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So I have an award for that down the road. Uh, I'm not going to tie okay. it too much because it's a little different. You're looking at one side of that game. I'm going to look at the other side of that game and uh, give that award when we get to that category. Um, I, I tell it's you not what, not all about to, uh, just me with the Jets coming through with that because you picked the Jets too. So that was I know what, didn't have anything to do with the pick. No, did we not, both won that. But, one. We, but we both looked good on that one. Yes, we did. And if I go back and pull the tape, I think we actually both had the Jets to win. I believe we did. Uh, so we were. We, we didn't were have Skyler Jets. Thompson coming in. We're not going to. We go did all not, but we were definitely pulling Jets on the money line on that one. No, I'm going to tell you what. Best of the week. Um, I am not afraid on this show to give kicker love on this show, and all right. I'm giving it to the goat, Justin <laughs> Tucker. Man, it, he's the goat. I, I, I right have, I, down the middle. Four, I mean, 58 yards, bang, game winner, bang. Four for four on the night in the game that only featured one touchdown for the Ravens and then four field goals, and they had to get that field goal. Was there any doubt when they were down 17-16? No doubt. There was no doubt when it was 17-16 and the Bengals scored that touchdown to go up that this was going to be Justin Tucker splitting the uprights, everybody goes home. There was zero doubt at that point. So, uh, you know, I, I was talking a couple of weeks ago about the, the Denver punter, uh, how amazing he was on that one primetime game where, where they had more punts than points. And uh, that was sort of a, you know, sideways compliment. <laughs> but he did he did great. He also was special teams player of the week that week. But, man, sure uh, look, give a little recognition to Justin Tucker. He's a uh, 
he's a Hall of Famer as far as I'm concerned. He's got the NFL record, longest field goal. He he is Mr. Automatic. And, uh, yeah, I, I know it sounds sort of sacrilegious. Here we are, best of the week, where we're giving these awards to the Bills. You know, you're giving it to the Dolphins, eating a whole big karma set. No, and I'm giving it to a kicker. But nobody deserves it more right now than Justin Tucker uh, pulling out a victory for that team when their when defeat was staring them in the face. Mr. Automatic. Hey. Well, I'll, I'll say it's always good to give uh, some shine to Justin Tucker because he really is the GOAT. And any reason to bring him up and give him uh, his flowers while he's still playing is, is all good by me because that motherfucker is absolute money. Um, I'm sure you saw all the uh, – uh, Posts about the way how how accurate that kick was that if you, if the goalpost was like you know several feet apart, right. it would have still split the uprights because that's yeah. how down the middle that kick was. Yeah, there was no doubt at all he was going to make that and, and go. I didn't know it was going to be that perfectly down the middle, but I, I shouldn't be surprised because it's Justin Tucker. But yeah, and and I love one of those kicks that he gives and he throws his arms out, and looks at the crowd, and he gives the whole. Are you not entertained? Yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's a showman. He's he's funny. He he's an opera he's singer. Goat. He's and he knows he, it. He's a goat and he knows it. So absolutely, uh, all praise to Justin Tucker. Right. Uh, well, best of the best of the week, a kicker. Yeah. <laughs> um, that game is a little disturbing for the Ravens. Uh, the, despite getting the win, they do not cover the number. Uh, they got the I lead. Needed and that one. I needed that one. It up. <laughs> needed that one. They, you know, I'm, I'm sure Cincinnati would have won that game if they had the ball last. That was one of those who's ever, who's ever got it last is going to win that one. Right. Um, and, and I'm concerned for uh, the Ravens because of Lamar uh, because his bad throws were starting starting to come back. He had a terrible throw up ten nothing that the Bengals took over. They have a, he had a wide open throw to guy Tylon Wallace just completely overthrew him. Uh, I think Lamar is starting to come back. Like he was so, uh, so far out there those first few games of the year and everyone, all contract year, get the bag ready, back up the Brinks truck. Lamar is going to be MVP. He's going to just go crazy all year through the whole league. I think he's starting to come back to us now, starting to turn a little bit into the old Lamar. That's very very inconsistent. The, the, The Lamar that the Ravens did not want to commit all that money to. And that's why is because he can give you some great games and some, terrible games and some terrible throws. Um, and I think we saw a little bit of that on Sunday night. So I'm a little worried for him. I, I'd be less worried had they not had the two big blown leads, you know, and if they were sitting at, you know, three and two or, you know, or four and one, but have it and gagging up. Uh, you know, I guess that puts them at three and two, right? Uh, that's right. Three and two, yeah, but uh, talk about a team that might, should be probably five and zero. Oh. Sure, <laughs> the two losses were just absolute heartbreaking, crushing defeats, and Lamar wasn't there in uh, the second half of the of either one of those games where they were just you know the Dolphins come all the way back from down huge, Buffalo comes back in the second half, Ravens don't do anything. I don't think they even scored in the second half of that game. So yeah, I. But this is Lamar every year. Doesn't he come out every year with like a bat out of hell, and then it starts to it usually starts to slide a little later. But right. you know, this could have just been Cincinnati playing, you know, a little better than they probably should have too. Cincinnati, a little desperate too, you know, for, yeah, for defending AFC champs. So that was kind of an ugly game. 
too worried. I'm not. I'm not as worried yet about Lamar as maybe you are. He just okay. has those games. He just usually saves them for the playoffs. <laughs> uh, that that's still coming. Still got some, still got some months for that. <laughs> so what's your worst of the week? This is always fun. Oh boy, my worst of the week. Um, you know, I'm going to leave you to that that Colts Broncos. Um, uh, but I'm going to go with. Uh, you know, I, I named the show after it, so obviously I feel very strongly about it. The, the worst roughing the passer call I think I've ever seen um, in the Falcons-Buccaneers game where Grady Jarrett gets a huge third down sack of Tom Brady and is celebrating and everyone's celebrating, and all of a sudden uh, there goes, uh, was that Jerome Boger that made that call? Yeah. Oh, Droopy Dog himself. Yeah. Uh, personal foul, roughing the passer. It's like, What? How he doubled down. He defended that shit too. He doubled oh. down. Yes, they they got to him in the pro, in the post press conference, and he said he called it the way that he saw it, which is throwing the quarterback down uh, in a in an unnecessary fashion. That I I was my, I, I was watching that live, and yep. my mouth was just open. And Arthur Smith, the uh, head coach at, uh, of the of the Falcons, had the exact right reaction to it where he put his hands up to his head like Macaulay Culkin at Home Alone is like, What Yeah. Uh, like what like then he puts his terrible. arms out looking around like what what? How do you call it? Yeah. He, he wrapped up Brady and brung him down rolling and somehow that flag for like how yeah. what was he supposed to do exactly? He didn't um, put any I, weight on him. He did not slam him to the ground. It wasn't it wasn't violent at all. And it was a huge momentum change in that game because Atlanta had just scored, uh, made it 21-15. There was like three minutes or so left to go. They're about to get all the momentum in the world. And there's no guarantee that they're going to win the game. Uh, They are an auto cover. I mean, man, what are we doing picking against the Falcons at all? Um, But a terrible call. And then that gets followed up with that Chris Jones uh, sack on – on Monday night in a tough, in a, in a crucial spot, down 17-7, strip sack, fumble. Uh, he recovers the ball on the way to the turf, uh, holds himself up off the ground. And, uh, yeah, I still don't know if that Grady Jarrett one is worse than the Chris Jones one against Tom Brady in the championship game a few years ago. But this we is disgusting that shoulder. we have these to compare, uh, that we have so many yeah. back-to-back like this. Yeah. That's just awful. And again, we talked about for the game. this when we talked about the the keep scores close option that you're expecting oh. these guys to make hair trigger calls on you know big fast dudes flying around crashing into each other full speed and you know well, one of the players or one of the ex players somebody after the game was like man make it all reviewable every and that's my stance everything should be reviewable because there is that's... no nobody. The only person watching that game who thought that was rough in the passer was Jerome Boger. But unfortunately, he's the guy who determined potentially the outcome of the game, and that's not what people pay to watch. That that was the worst part of it. It was such a, a travesty that the Falcons had an opportunity to get the ball back on a punt and possibly win the game and beat the GOAT, and yeah. just had that opportunity completely ripped from them because the Bucks go on to run out the clock from, from there because of that call, uh, just completely unfair. Uh, someone else was complaining about, I think it was Rex Ryan the next morning on uh, Espen, 
was like, and, and he would know. He said, "This is this gets coaches fired. This is when you mm-hmm. go and fire coaches and, and staffs and whatnot. You look at the one you didn't win enough. Well, damn it, I didn't get a chance to win because the referees decided that a guy sacking the quarterback is roughing. You know, there's literally no other way he could have gotten Tom Brady down except to grab him and put him on the ground. Like he didn't, he put him down pretty softly too. Like he didn't." throw him or ragdoll him or I don't, that's, I have no idea how Jerome Boger saw roughing on that, except that it's just an overreaction from the Tua thing. And now we're going to go the other way and be extra soft and uh, really try to protect yeah. the quarterbacks at all costs. Um, which yeah, but that, Oh wait, that looks almost like another play that got a guy who shouldn't have even been playing hurt. So I'm just going to mm-hmm. throw the flag be just because it looks similar. Yep. Because we, we were so afraid of the optics now. and Oh, we, we can't be the lead. It's so disgusting that we just let all these barbarians do all these things. So now we're going to call roughing, even though it's not anywhere close to right. roughing. Um, the Monday night one was also egregious because, uh, as you already pointed out, Chris Jones uh, stripped uh, Patrick Mahomes on the play. So, therefore, the action where he gets called for his body weight landing on Patrick Mahomes. Derek Mahomes Carr. wasn't a quarterback. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. He yeah, didn't strip wrong. his own quarterback. Right. They're, they're on the same team. Right. Uh, he strips Derek Carr. <laughs> that might be a flag if he comes running off the sideline and strips his own quarterback. That probably would be a flag. Maybe that's the only way you can avoid a flag is, is beat up your own team. Um, <laughs> where Chris Jones uh, strips Derek Carr. So the action of him landing on Carr's body, Carr wasn't a quarterback anymore because he didn't have a fucking football. Yeah, Chris, Chris Jones, Jones had already was taken the, the football ball carrier. Personal foul. Personal foul for roughing the defender who got the ball taken from him before the play actually developed. Yeah, uh, yeah that, was, that was very egregious, too. That was just... That was the worst of the week because it made the NFL look really, really dumb. It was, they, they got made fun of all week for those calls, and rightfully so because they were terrible, terrible calls and, and may have cost the Falcons a, a chance to win that game. Well, this gets a different award for me because somebody's, uh, somebody's got a word to say about what he thinks about the refs. Struggling. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah, the, the refs get the uh, struggling award of the week. Uh and the league, and then the double down on the calls. Um, only positive side of that was, be, you know, you don't only get the one, where usually you, you get one bad call and you still have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about and all the talking heads can can make a deal about it. And on Monday it was sort of a, okay, it was, a, it was part of the narrative about all the games on Sunday. But then they do it again on Monday night, and now it's a thing. And that's a good, to me, that's a good thing. Because then on Tuesday, you have nothing to talk about but that and the fact that that just added on top of something else. And sometimes that's how change gets made. Just embarrass the hell out of the league by talking about it all week. Just like they did with the uh, no pass interference call in that Rams-Saints playoff game, right? Oh, man. Yeah, just just egregious. And they changed the rules because of that. They made that reviewable. They, 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 yeah. they tried. Well, that's what, um, when you were talking about uh, make it all reviewable, I was everything. going to bring up, I was going to bring up that that won't work because they tried to make, sort of make everything reviewable, including pass interference. But when the guy in the front office 
uh, in the in the uh, in New York is just going to make whatever call that the referees made and back them yeah. up and not change it uh, right. because he doesn't want to make his boys look bad. Then it doesn't do any good anyway. What you need is like an independent uh, neurologist or something, not a neurologist, but you know what I mean, <laughs> right. uh, an independent somebody to judge these things because the the guy. The, what was his name? Al, Alberto some Riverone? Alberto Riverone. Uh, He'll be in the Hall every, of Infamy someday. No matter how terrible the original call was, it would stand because he would look at it and right. go, well, whatever the original guy said, I'm not going to overturn it. So right. what the no, hell? I, what are we doing? One of the podcasts I listened to said, hey, why don't you just have a panel, of, like a five-person panel, you send this up to the panel for any of these calls, they look at it quick, boom, they vote on it, done right we no, they no. have the technology instead of sending this up to one guy who talks to the replay official you could you're, you're not telling me that you can't get some people together you know and to all look at that and that's their job the nfl is a multi-billion dollar industry you can fix this they choose not to fix this and that's, that's, that's true if, if they wanted to make make this clear and and take care of it uh, if it was a priority, they would, but but they're too busy right. trying I, to figure out how many women Deshaun Watson molested well, or something. Another one, uh, the controversy yeah. sells. The controversy sells. That, and, that, and the NFL knows that just as well as anybody else. So uh, my worst of the week, I have been telegraphing for over a week, and it, it's the Denver Broncos. <laughs> it, it is that, that that coach is a clown. Uh, I've already looked at the schedule. They play a London game week eight, and then they go into their bye week. I don't expect he's flying back with the team. Um, <laughs> he's that bad. Nathaniel Hackett can just take a hike. They had no business. First of all, if you're the Colts, the Colts have won two games that they just robbed the other team completely blind. The, the Colts, should they have no business having two wins. They should be 0-4-1 and realistically should be 0-5 because they needed a furious comeback against Houston to even tie that game back in week one. And then they, they then that game against the, the Chiefs, where the Chiefs, the idiot kicker, can't hit anything, and Andy Reid's so afraid of him that he, yeah, the, the, the Chiefs beat themselves. And then you have this game against the Broncos. And in multiple spots, the Broncos, who it turns out Russell Wilson's got a bad throwing shoulder, gets into scoring range multiple times. Missed field goal, interception, interception and it was that second interception that just made absolutely no sense it's minute 40 or so left to go they're up nine to six it's like a third and four all they needed was just a few yards and to kick a field goal anybody who watched that game and i was unfortunate enough to watch that game knew oh i watched it too if the colts possessed the ball against the broncos for 80 quarters they were, they were never scoring a touchdown in that game. They were just that god awful. The Broncos defense had them clamped down completely. All you do there, kick the field goal, go up 12-6, right? Over. Just absolutely yeah. over. Go up 12-6. to Colts have depleted all their timeouts. Matt Ryan is, you know, is going to do something stupid. Matt Ryan... On the flip side of that, only down 9-6 to six because Russell Wilson throws a ridiculous interception. Uh, as much as I've bagged on Matt Ryan this season and in the last few years with his declining skill set, I'll say something nice about Matt Ryan. He's still the GOAT when it comes to getting a, a, a field goal at the end of a game. 
And you, you know you've seen it more times than you can count, and so have I, that if, if you've got Matt Ryan with the ball, doesn't matter if he's got 12 seconds or a minute and a half, he's going to find a way to get them in the field goal range. And he did. But they needed, they should have only had needed a touchdown. And then in overtime, that play calling, you know, the, the shotgun play snap, short yardage, they're, they're not running the ball. You know, they made Richard Sherman cry in the post-game show because he was having flashbacks to Marshawn Lynch not being given a chance to run to win him a, a second ring. PTSD. Uh, damn. Uh, Wilson has K.J. Hamler wide open in the end oh. zone, passes him up. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett's getting his ass fired by midseason. Uh, he is the worst coach right now. Russell Wilson is one of the lowest-rated quarterbacks. That was my stat last week about how you know he's the 31st overall quarterback at the time when Geno Smith was number one. Uh, that, that game cost me money, uh, <laughs> a lot of money, because I was eight. At that point, before he threw that interception at third and four, I was ranked 18th out of, like, 800,000 people. Mm. And I would have gone up even higher had they – kick the field goal because all the people who had the Colts defense would have gotten knocked back and I had Brandon McManus, so I would have gotten knocked up. I, I would have been in the top five. I probably would have won a few hundred dollars. That pissed me off. But that doesn't play. That's the fact that I lost money. What are you doing? <laughs> Worst of why, the week. Worst of the year so far is the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett and that play calling and that cr- the crowd left in the middle of that game. They were They, they had seen enough. It was when they were, when it was clear that it was going to go to overtime and they're dealing, running the clock yeah. out. And most home team fans are like, okay, we're going to go to OT. Let's get ready. No, they were like piling it out no. of the stadium as if the game was over. They're like, we have no interest at all in seeing more of this. Why would we want to see more of this? Well, we're first, I know why they were disgusted. The game had no business going to overtime. Yeah. So I'm done. Denver Broncos, I'm, I'm, you're dead to me. Uh, you uh, summed up everything about that game, so I'm not going to add anything to it except struggling. That, that was my uh, struggling oh. of the week. Was just that <laughs> the Broncos and the Colts. God, they were they were both bad. Oh, yeah. We'll get to the terrible. Colts when I make when we talk about we'll talk about the Colts when we have to pick <laughs> that game. Man, they're bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they are. What's your, what's your smartest of the week? Uh, I, I'm not going to give myself smartest again, um, but I don't think I deserved it. Uh, very, just uh, a brief uh, smartest. The Buffalo Bills, third down at their own two-yard line. They don't give a fuck. No. They're just going to throw a 98-yard touchdown. And the reason I make that my smartest is because it's a and, – and I guess I will pat myself on the back because it was my lock, but – it's the type of game that you need to do something like that early in order to let your opponent know that you are not on our level in any way, shape, or form. And we're not going to even give you the smallest hint that you're going to hang around and give us a challenge. We're going to do this to you so that you know what you're in for. We're going to take it out and show it to you and show you how big it is. And just, just so you know, this is us and that's, and you're you. And we're going to throw this touchdown pass over your heads. We're backed up at our two. We should be scared. We should be doing something just to get some room for our punter. Uh, but I'm Josh Allen, 
and that's Gabriel Davis, and you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so we're just going to throw it over your heads and, and go home and go into the end zone. Uh, and to me, that's smart because when you have an opponent that's clearly inferior, sometimes you play around and don't go for the jugular and you, well, we know we can take them anytime we want, so we're just going to take it easy here. No, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take your jugular vein and bite it and snap it and make you bleed all over the place because that's what you deserve. And we are the Buffalo Bills and we can do that to you. So that was very smart on their end. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, they, they put the foot on their throat, and that was it. Game over. We, we saw that. We, we were both all over the Bills on that one. I just couldn't lock them you up. You locked them, too, I if you had locked them up the week, the week before. before. Yeah. Exactly right. In a, in a push. Yeah. I'm going back to that uh, Jets-Miami game for my smartest of the week, man. Sometimes you get a team that smells blood in the water, and that's what you get. Uh the Jets, who have not really played great so far this year, they, the Dolphins just opened up the door for them a little bit. And all of a sudden, they just turned into sharks with blood in the water in that game because the Jets did not stop coming that whole game. They Once Skylar Thompson came into that game, they pressured, <laughs> like, him, oh, on yeah. 60, they pressured him on 60% of his dropbacks. They Ooh. only got home twice, but that kid was under pressure the whole game. That was... That looked like uh, Jordan Love back there against the Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh. It was ugly. They went after the poor kid. They ran the ball down their throats. Uh, uh, Brees Hall taking a 79-yard pass down to the down to the goal line. I mean, the, I'm giving this to the Jets because we don't talk about the Jets and, and smartness very often, but it's no different than what you said. Sometimes you get a team that's down, and you got to show them. You mean business? And the Jets did that to the Dolphins up and down the field that whole game. No, that's that's good on them. Maybe it's a, a whole new Jets uh, coming through the pipeline. Um, so we'll, we'll see how long they can keep that up. Uh, referencing that game allows me to go back to the whole uh, Teddy Bridgewater thing because I had a line that I wrote about it, and I didn't say it, and I thought it was a pretty good line, so I'm going to get it in now. Oh. Uh, so now we're going from send Tua back in at all costs. And we've gone from that to now. Teddy tripped on a shoelace, uh, let him get uh, imprisoned. We got to lock him up. We cannot let him back on the field because he might have tripped on a shoelace and got wobbly. So we've gone from just throw him out there at all costs to that. And it's it's so silly. It's so silly. Again, the NFL makes themselves look like laughing stocks when they do that. I agree with you there. <laughs> so what's your stupidest of the week? Oh, what was my dumbest of the week? Um, so Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers get walloped by the 49ers, um, yep. leading to uh, Matt Rule being completely tossed out on his ass at the end of the game, as was being rumored and talked about. Um, David Tepper, the owner of the Panthers, um, still owing him over $40 million on his contract after firing him. That's pretty dumb. Uh, but I was never a fan. So my, my dumbest is the fact of the, of the original contract, the fact that he gave him seven years and $62 million to begin with uh, to come out of college and go coach the Panthers. Like, on what grounds, on what basis did you think that that was a good idea? Like, nobody else was trying to do that with, with Matt Brewer. Like, he, had a, he had success in college, but he wasn't, like, this grand mind or great offensive genius that was just waiting to be unearthed. And David Tepper made a, a huge mistake that I think most 
football people were laughing at when he did it at the time. Um, so just the fact that it was that bad early, like right off the bat, you knew this, okay, this is a college coach. He's trying to do this like a college team and he's trying to get everybody to rally around and, and root each other on. And it, it had almost nothing to do with the football. You know, can they, can they play? Can they play football? That's the important part. And it's, he seemed like he wasn't interested in that. He was interested in, in, in the morale and building the program. This is a program. This is the NFL, idiot. Um, so David Tepper gets my uh, dumbest uh, just for the original contract from Matt Rule. Yeah, I can't blame you for that. That's a lifetime achievement award there for man the the coaching career of uh, of Matt Rule. I'm I'm going a little different. I'm going to some in game strategy. I always love doing that. I, I'm going to the end of that Kansas City Vegas game on Monday night because I don't know what the hell was going on at the end of that game. The Raiders score the touchdown. That looks like it's going to tie the game. They decide to go for two and don't get it. And you're like, oh, okay. All right. Good on you, Josh McDaniels. You, 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 You had the stones and you went for it and you came up short. The Chiefs get the ball back right away. Have a fourth and short, and they go for it (laughs) and fail. So the Raiders have lost. Oh no! Oh no! 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 You haven't. They immediately turn the ball over (laughs) to the Raiders. who now have a chance to go down and try to get in position for the game-winning field goal. Nothing worked out for them, but what the hell are Josh McDaniels and Andy Reid doing? Andy Reid, you're a Hall of Fame coach. Josh McDaniels is a joke. But that is some of the stooped coaching at the ends of these games. And I don't. they can talk about the analytics and all this stuff as much as they want. That stuff is taking points off the board and putting teams in really bad spots and – I can't understand some of this. That's This is what causes that asshat in Denver to do some of these calls and put his quarterback in position to be throwing picks. And they did it with Lamar the week before against Buffalo where they could have kicked a field goal to win the game. We saw Kansas City. You know, it, it's becoming – it's too much of a thing now. Like, this stupidity is contagious. And that there in that last two minutes of that game – was all of it in one game setting. And I'm giving this one to uh, Andy Reid and Josh McDaniel. What the hell are you guys doing? Play this. Play. Yeah. It's kind of what it looked like out there. A little, little Benny Hill going on. Uh, yeah. Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams running into each other and, and, and picking, picking each other off routes oh, and shit. And... Man. The end of that game was infuriating. Adams uh, taking his frustrations out on a photographer yeah. afterwards. It was it was a lot going on there. Which, by oh. the way, that was a punk ass move. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to so. make it seem like I'm glossing over or, or overlooking that or you know trying to cover or uh, help out or cover up anything like that. Uh, no, that, that was a bitch ass move by by Devontae Adams. Dude, the photographer walking across you, and because you just lost a football game, ah, person walking yeah. across me is bad. Ah, shove you down. Ah. Yeah. Oh man, that's you, you well, gotta be like better. Than Dennis Rodman that. kicking that dude in his in his <laughs> knee, dick. <laughs> yeah, boy, that you got to be of a certain age to remember that. Where uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> Robin no trips over a cameraman and then kicks out at him and, and kicks him sort of up high on the on the leg, but no, not really. He hit him in the knee, and the guy tried to say he hit him in the junk. <laughs> he was in the, the junk. The, that's that's the, true. The gag was that, you know, that guy was, you know. <laughs> yeah, hey. two, two feet long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, what, what surprised you this week? <laughs> All the way down your leg that far? Uh, my surprise for week five was – I always confuse myself. I don't know if I'm talking about the the item above when I write surprise or below it. I think it was above. Um, It was the Chicago Bears finding some fight uh, uh, in Minnesota because they were down 21 to three in that game. And then this is what's so frustrating about Justin Fields is he'll pull out a half of football randomly out of nowhere, or he looks like uh, an absolute future pro bowler, a superstar in the making. Like he had some incredible plays in the second half of that Vikings game where the bears uh, are able to rally back and cover the spread uh, that, that half a point uh, robbery for me over you uh, because I had the bears plus seven you know and a what? half. I will not complain about that because when you made your pick, you said that would happen. <laughs> yeah. So I, when I went back, yeah. I said, listen to the shows after the fact. And you said, ah, they're going to win by seven. I, I love the hook on this. So at least you called your shot. Yeah, and I can't, I, I, can't, I can't feel bad about that. But, but it shouldn't have happened because if I had to be 21 to three and then just randomly, for no reason. It was the Dalvin here, here Cook comes. show. And then the second half started is like, where where'd Dalvin Cook go? <laughs> and why is Justin Fields coming out here looking like a, a great player? Hey, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that, that's what he does, and then and then the the this past Thursday night happened. It's like, where was that other guy? What happened? What what happened to the guy in in uh, in, in Minnesota? Uh, I need that guy back out here. Um, so yeah, that was my big surprise, just the fact that they, the, I, even though I called the shot, I didn't imagine it was going to happen like that, where they're losing and getting trounced, and then all of a sudden to great players. Fields had a, an amazing touchdown run that didn't because there was a block in the back or something like that. But if you saw yeah. the replay of that, it's like, oh, my God. Like, he was showing the moves and the speed and the open field and just and the decision-making. It was all there. And it's like, if, if he could just put that together for more than once every eight games, uh, the Bears might have something there. But, unfortunately, that does not seem to be the case. Don't worry. We have some things to say about the Bears <laughs> on next week's show, I'm pretty sure. Um <laughs> I'll tell you what, my surprise of the week goes to a player who we all thought was dead when his coach got fired, but... Oh, rose up. Somebody rose up from the dead. And I'm giving my Undertaker surprise of the week to Taysom Tebow. He's back, baby! Oh, man. What a game. Three rushing touchdowns for Undertaker Tebow. <laughs> under Taysom, I'll start calling him. <laughs> and a passing touchdown. And that was a wild shootout, that New Orleans-Seattle game, because I don't know if you saw the highlights or watched any of that, because Gino was dropping more dimes. I, I don't know what's gotten into yeah. <laughs> that. That 56-yarder that, that, that he dropped in the locket, in, in the, like, double coverage. In the, uh, it's crazy what Gino Smith is doing. I mean... 
but on the other side, I assume Taysom Tebow or or the under uh, under Taysom <laughs> that that he was dead when Sean Payton left because we haven't heard from him. He was in witness protection, and then he's he's back. So my surprise of the week is uh, the the reports of Taysom Tebow's demise uh, were greatly <laughs> exaggerated. Greatly, no, that was uh, that was incredible. Um, the the fantasy waiver wire darling pickup of, <laughs> of this past week, yeah, uh, because of the uh, four touchdown game. No, it was uh, yeah, I was as surprised as you when I was seeing the highlights and seeing uh, that Taysom. Debo was actually making plays again and getting, uh, but again, that's sort of putting the uh, the spotlight on the Legion of Room and just how little defense yeah. they play. Because Taysom Tebow to me wasn't doing that much to get all that open space and running free. He was just making like a cut or two here or there, and then there's just nothing, just wide right. open space out there. And it's like, where's the rest of the defense? Where did where did everybody go? And you know, it, it, I. I don't want to, you know, keep disparaging him and, and putting him down, but he he really wasn't doing anything that great to get those open spaces. He was just playing against the Seattle Seahawks, unfortunately. Hey, but I was so no, surprised. Yeah, it, it was surprising. Yes, yeah, Seattle could be uh, getting old guy Geno Smith even more love uh, if the defense could be anything good at all. Because imagine if they were like, you know, four and one doing this. Right. Um, and they'd be talking about him for, you know, MVP conversation or something like that, because that's how good he's been. Hey, hey Seattle's uh, becoming fun bad. Uh, keep betting those overs. Yes. Was... And this week, way over. <laughs> oh, so, so to... what let you down, or what was a let down? Because it doesn't always have to be what lets us down. Sure. Um I was trying to say Lions and, and Seahawks overs uh, until the end of time because of how terrible their deeds well, were, and then the Lions decided not to score anything at all, so so much for that. Um, that wasn't my letdown. The uh, L.A. Rams pass blocking is a problem, man. They, uh, they, they, it's uh, not yes. good. It's, it's, I, really I, I, it's the only other one I had over you <laughs> last week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so, Dorrance Armstrong benefits from it. Um uh, for the Dallas Cowboys with a strip sack, and he goes on special teams and decides to block a punt. So uh, good on Dorrance Armstrong for making himself very useful. Yeah, the Cowboys just uh, sort of game managing along with Cooper Rush, and, and it's you know good enough when you can bring the heat on defense like that and just brutalize poor Matthew Stafford. Yeah, there um, they need to do something like the whatever the Bengals are doing to better protect Joe Burrow. The Rams need to figure that out because that's two games in a row where. Stafford just got ragdolled back there. Um, some show I was watching was at the NFL game day final, I think, on the NFL Network that brought up this stat. Uh, so the Rams, that's the fifth fewest points now through five games by a defending champion in the history of football. Like, they're not scoring. They, they don't have time to score because the Stafford's getting completely bum-rushed, and they're not backing them up with any kind of running attack. They're not able to open up the offense. Uh, so there's just nothing happening there. That offensive line is just garbage at the moment, and I, I'm not sure why, but uh, I, I expect a lot more from, from the Rams. They're the defending champs, but uh, even besides that, Sean McVay and his innovations uh, has had a lot of success, and he doesn't seem to have any answers right now. There's just nothing happening. The uh, the addition of um, Allen Robinson isn't doing much because he's not able to get open because – 
whatever time Matthew Stafford has back there, it, he doesn't have enough for, for Allen Robinson to do anything. He barely has enough for Cooper Cup to do anything. Um, so that's my letdown is, is the Rams' uh, O-line is just ha- having some big-time problems right now. Yeah, the Rams are just they're just not playing very well. They, we, we talked about it last year. Good for them. They sold their souls to win the Super Bowl, right? They, they, they completely went all in and sold out. Most of those pieces that they sold out for left. They're gone. So we're sort of left with a shell of that team who just doesn't look very good. You're right. And uh, they, they, they I'll tell you, my, Beckham whenever he yeah. gets healthy. My letdown team goes to the team that let down in an obvious letdown spot. You go on the road and you defeat a, a superior opponent and you, you just destroy them. You just know you're going home and losing to the Houston Texans. <laughs> uh, so I'm given letdown, a true letdown of the week, because it was a letdown. It was a letdown game. Um, I, man, the, the Jags were so discombobulated in that game. and they, I mean, they hung around and they had chances, but they nothing was working. You want to talk about watching a team where just absolutely nothing is going right? That was the Jags against Houston. And that you know, and we see this with young teams, right? We see a young team that's on its way up because they're clearly improving, but they were feeling themselves. You got to figure after going on the road and doing what they did. They hung in against the Eagles. They whooped the hell. I mean, they whooped the living hell out of the Chargers, and then they come back home and they're probably feeling themselves, and they're just going to roll these. This is this is the trap that these young teams fall into. And we've seen this with a lot of teams when you think you're, you think you're great because you've been playing good football and you overlook an opponent and oops. We're not going to get beat by the Houston Texans. Come on. Yeah. What, what could go wrong? Mm. And, uh, that was one I got over you. Yeah. But that, that was definitely a big letdown spot and that they, they found a way to let down. So that was just ugly. Uh, Texans might have something though with that uh, that kid running back Damian Pierce. Man, he uh, he had some big time runs. He was ripping it against the uh, the Jaguars. He had nine broken tackles that game. I actually had to go look at the stat. How many tackles did yeah. he break into? Nine in one game is monstrous. Like he was beasted on them, like Marshawn Lynch style. Uh, and most of them, I think, came on that one run. If you were, saw any highlights in that game, it was that one run. That, yeah, we just kept breaking tackles. Like, nope, you're not bringing me down. You're not. You're not. You're not even. Was, yeah, the, uh, the, the Jags tackling efficiency uh, tanked <laughs> after that game. <laughs> I think just because of that game. So uh, we both did our struggling. So do you have any? What the fuck is this week? Uh, you all can always find some some WTFs. Uh, let me see what mine was. Uh, Kyler Murray uh, spiking the ball on third and one <laughs> for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, after it's funny, we're both in that same game too. After running the uh, the football and coming up short of the first down, he gets up thinking he had a first down um, and went to spike the ball because he needed to uh, get to the next play. Except. It's third and one, so spiking it makes it now fourth and one. I actually don't think that that's not actually my my what the fuck. Oh, um, I don't think that part. I wanted to bring that up because I don't think that was that big. That that's the part that got talked about by by the talking heads afterwards. Was oh my god, how could he possibly think that he had the first down and get up 
and, and spike the ball and make it fourth down. That wasn't the big deal to me because it left the Cardinals with a 43-yard field goal. And you talked about uh, the goal yeah. Justin Tucker. This you is awesome. Justin Tucker – This was... is awesome because we're talking about the same thing. <laughs> You think, the game you think Justin would have sweated having a 43-yard field goal for oh the Cardinals? Oh, my God. But Matt Amendola sure sweated it, and he bones it, and he shows why he's already <laughs> on his second team this season uh, as the Eagles survive but do not cover the spread. Why are you signing this loser that's already gotten kicked off another team because of how bad he was this great pool of place kickers that we keep hearing about it. Oh, somebody's hurt. Let's go over to the kicker store and pick up this guy that was, you know, 20 of 21 at Notre Dame two years ago. There's so many great kickers on the street. Why do they keep picking up this idiot Amendola? He's bad oh. then and he's bad now. So yeah, what the fuck? Why, why'd you pick that guy up? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I, I, I gave this award. <laughs> it did. What the hell's going on out here? Uh, all I have written here in my notes is, how did Matt Amendola get another job? Exactly. I'm watching, I'm watching that on Red Zone. And the Eagles, you know, and it's all crazy, and then Kyler does his stupid shit. And they're like, oh, they're sending out the kicker. They're sending out Matt Amendola. And they're like, oh, uh, what? Who? What? No. Wait, the, the Kansas City guy? The Kansas the guy City that guy got cut by the so Chiefs bad. already? The guy uh-huh. was so bad that Andy Reid was afraid to let him kick a field goal, not even a long field goal, and he ran one of the worst fakes you'll ever see. That guy, that Matt Amendola, the guy we just trashed on this show like two weeks ago, that Matt against the Colts, that Matt, oh, my God, and Same they signed him. Same I guy. already knew it was over. He was going to miss. And, and Yeah, so that's funny that we can go through all of this stuff, and that's what we picked out. Not the, not the stupid play by Kyler Murray, but the fact that the Colts picked up that guy. I mean, the, Colts, yeah. the, the Cardinals picked up that guy. That guy. That's Man. hilarious. We had the exact same what the fuck. <laughs> we both must have looked at that and put our hands up in the air. What the fuck? Him? Yeah. I, he comes running out there. Oh, bad Amendola. I was like, no. <laughs> what? No. Oh, I'm saving this one. This is getting an award for me. You were probably thinking the same thing, like, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, come on. This guy, what the fuck? Come on. He's man. like the Nathan Peterman of kickers. <laughs> like, why would you? Yeah, exactly. Why would you keep signing a guy that clearly sucks? Clearly <laughs> sucks. Oh, that is funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> We've known each other for way too long when, when that's uh, – we're, that, we're simpatico on that one. But the funniest part is I start going down that road talking about the Kyler Murray move, and you go, oh, we were in the same neighborhood of that, because you're thinking I'm going to talk about the Kyler Murray spike yeah. and all of that. No, no, no. That's not exactly what I mean. I'm talking about the fact that they leave a very makeable field goal, but they sit out that <laughs> Yeah. And then, and then I knew. And then I was like, oh. A financial award when we do something like that. God. We have the exact same stuff. Um, uh, well, can I score? We missed the Packers blowing it in uh, uh, London. Yeah. But you know what? We about were both on it. that one. going to say, can I score you myself for not taking the Giants to win? Because I really wanted to do that, but I just couldn't oh, pull that sure. trigger. But 
But but I did take uh, take him to cover as as, as you did yeah. as well. Yeah, Green Bay ain't right. They they're just not right. Um, well, that run and, defense and I, I, is just awful. What what is that? I mean, Saquon Barkley just destroyed them every game, and it's not even a factor now where they have to play an elite running game. Just run. If you're playing against the Packers, just run the football. Listen to Richard Sherman. Run the damn football. Run the damn ball. <laughs> I, I mean, I got to get that one because he was, like, in tears after yeah. that game saying that. I mean, did you, oh. No, I, no, I, I saw that. He was, uh, he you're was having. the Packers, just run the damn ball. Yeah, they they're they're struggling at uh, at run defense, but they're the receivers are are also struggling. I think uh, Karen Rodgers is starting to crack up a little bit. It's starting to get to him. Um, you said you were off the pack until they stopped the run, and the Giants yes. get above twenty five on the ground. So uh, forty of them were on one Saquon run. Just one run was for forty. So uh, they, yeah, they and he was he took a few uh, he took a few passes for uh, a few like screens and stuff for some distance sure. too. Sure. Oh, there, there's a lot going on there. Uh, the, they're 0-6 on deep balls in that game. Aaron, Can you imagine it, uh, an Aaron yeah. Rodgers uh, game where he's 0-6 on passes over 20 yards? That, oof, that's, that's rough. And only in a week that was this loaded with stuff to talk about did we pass up Carson Wentz throwing that goal line pick. <laughs> I mean, maybe we're just get, we're just taking it easy on you on Carson Wentz for a week, but we have not forgotten about you. You still suck. Oh, you didn't forget because you, you were texting me about it like Wentz gonna wince, <laughs> man. And you're like, yep, snatching snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. That's Carson Wentz for you. He actually showed some flash in a, in a connection yeah. with Deani Brown, which turned into nothing uh, Thursday night anyway. Uh, but yeah, when it mattered. Wins gonna win, and and Titans survive uh, the Commanders. Yeah, it wasn't just throwing. That's the... three times that the Titans have won this way now. Uh, where they've gotten up and had to hold on for dear life at the end. I mean, win it ugly. Yeah, there's something about them just refusing to score uh, after halftime. I don't, I don't think they got shut out in the second half of this one, but yeah, they do like right. to hang on and and make it make it very tight and very interesting at the end. It wasn't just the uh, interception for Wentz. It was first down, terrible throw, almost pick. Second down, terrible throw, almost picked. Third down, hey, he finally succeeded and he got picked. Like he right. was trying to throw the ball to the Titans as soon as he got in, in goal range. Um, at least it wasn't a left-handed INT, so they can see that. <laughs> and uh, the, the clock struck midnight and the Lions promptly turned back into a pumpkin. Man. The shutout, though? Yeah, they, the goose. It went from all those points to nothing. Yeah, they had the number one, what, like number one scoring offense in the league, and they get right. goosed out um, by the Patriots. I couldn't yeah. believe it. They were averaging like thirty-five coming into that game, um, and I really didn't go into uh, you. You were talking about coaching decisions and going forward, and how it's driving you crazy. And your your guy, the uh, the, the master of it, did it again. Um, uh, uh, Brandon, I, I love Brandon Staley. Yeah, balls. he did it again at the end of that Chargers Browns game. He tried to. Let me, let me let me say that in a different way. I I love Brandon Staley's going for it in his in his guts and his in his guts. I, I don't love his balls necessarily, but but dude, uh, <laughs> when we do that, you, we do what you meant. Okay, uh, you know we we get calls sometimes if we go down that road. Uh, 64 seconds left in the game, and the Clippers up two on the Browns, and he goes for it on fourth down. Um, uh-huh. and, and 
doesn't get it and gives Cleveland a much, much shorter field uh, than if he had just punted the thing away. And he, and he gets, he gets just got lucky that the guy, uh, right. York missed that game winning field goal because it really could have lost him the game. He really should have lost him the game. Um, but yeah, I, it, sometimes, you know, I, I, I'm all for the metrics and the analytics, but sometimes, yeah, just take a step back and maybe punt the ball this time. You, I make him work for it. Times, yeah. yeah, you're going to go for it, but maybe this time you, you want to step back. I'm, I'm, hey, that is, at, that is a minimum of at least three games where you had stupid coaching shit and analytics um, getting in there and, and, and ruining or almost ruining stuff for teams. You had it with Denver. You had it with the Chargers almost blowing it. You had it with the Chiefs, what that, whatever the hell the Chiefs and the Raiders were both doing in that game. Um, yeah. It's crazy. I don't know if that's crazy shit. So, uh, a lot of those, I don't think that's analytics. I'm saying. I think some of them is just these coaches. Ah, my gut. Losing their shit. Need to go for a <laughs> ride here. You know? uh, I don't know. I don't know, but something apparently uh, snapped at these guys where punting and kicking field goals uh, like stopped being viable options. Uh, they definitely go for it a lot more than they than they used to. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, you know, or a team right. where you're clearly dominating the other team, and you just ah, I'm not going to trust my defense. Uh, you deserve to lose. <sighs> and that Sometimes Matt Amendola thing, that that should get a star <laughs> for us having the same exact thing. Tell them the same, pretty much tell them the same story. Yes, like we both knew at that moment. Like, oh no, not him, not him. <laughs> yeah, you're about to at least tie the best team in the NFC, and you let them off the hook because you signed that guy. You got to, you gotta deserve to lose. Than that. All right, got to do something better. Well, at least we have a short week, uh, two less games. That's true. We've got the Dubai's are starting this week. I always ask you how you how you feel about your picks this week. Uh, yeah, they're picks. I'll lose my lock and do my. If I just keep losing my lock, if I can keep staying over five hundred on my picks every week, I don't even care about my lock. <laughs> uh, I think there's a lot of tight tightness this week there's there's those two double digit games and then the rest of the schedules it feels like the teams are like evenly matched like this has the this has all this the is a weird week. Of, this yeah is a weird this, week. This, I, I don't know how we're gonna do but we're gonna give it our shot uh we'll do that in a couple of minutes after i tell you how to listen to our show on podcast you are listening live to in much less detail the podcast not on the radio but only here on the website blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason's on Twitter too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you can get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and go through our archives, or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address. 
in much less detail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is inmuchlessdetail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDJre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. All right, as Jay said, we have uh, our buys starting this week. The Lions, the Texans, the Ravens, uh, sorry, the Raiders, my apologies, and the Titans are all um, by this week. So we will get started picking the 13 games left over after that Thursday night debacle that we both didn't want to forget about as soon as possible. And we will get started down in the dirty, dirty south as the 49ers get on a big plane and make a big, long flight to Atlanta. 49ers and Falcons, San Francisco 3-2, and two, Atlanta at 2-3. and three. Uh, Several defensive starters out for the 49ers, but Nick Bosa has a chance to play uh, per Coach Shanahan. Uh, for Atlanta, uh, Kyle Pitts has a chance to return at tight end from his hamstring injury. Uh, Niners are the favorites, uh, minus four and a half at the Falcons. And it's not even a big deal for me with the Falcons getting Kyle Pitts back because they're just not using him this year. Kyle Pitts has been very irrelevant, Um, not much of a weapon this year that's been used, so maybe they get him back, try to work him back a little bit into the game. My fear in this game is if you pick against the Falcons, they are an auto cover. I mean, they are five and zero against the spread, uh, although albeit with a two and three record, which is just ridiculous. So they they're in every game, whether it's through crazy comebacks like they had against Tampa to get under the number, or definitely like the one they had to get under the number against the Rams. But I'm uh, going against the auto cover Falcons, and I'm taking the Niners and giving the points here. They they seem to be they're getting Jimmy G back into the swing. It's starting to look more like it looked like last year. You're getting Kittle in the mix, get Debo in the mix. They could run the Jeff Wilson's turned it. I mean, Jeff Wilson will be great until he hurts himself because that's what all 49er running backs do. So ride the Jeff Wilson train while you can, fantasy owners, because it's coming. Uh, 49er running backs can't stay healthy. But uh, it, it kills me to do it because I could just see Atlanta losing this by three because they're the auto cover Falcons. But I'll take the 49ers and give the points here. But I'm not feeling very good about this. Uh, get ready to hear that phrase a lot in these picks for for me certainly this week. I don't feel very good about my pick either uh, in this particular game. Um, San Fran D is is actually killing it this year. Yeah, um, yes, they are. The Pro Football Focus podcast pointed out the other side of the coin of the stat that I was looking at last year when I thought the Forty ers were a good sleeper pick. Uh, that because of their offensive yards per play that they were gaining last year, this year. Uh, the podcast pointed out that Niners defense is leading the league in yards per play given up and leading it like by a good margin uh, with a microscopic number. They're only giving up four yards per play, not per run, per play on the season so far. That is tiny. Um, I don't know how 
sustainable that will be, um, especially versus a decent, uh, sometimes explosive Falcons offense in the Dome. I think all of that uh, kind of gets mitigated with those circumstances. Decent offense, they're in the, they're in the Dome. Niners making a long uh, early flight, uh, early game for them as far as their time zone goes. Uh, so I'm going to ignore that stat, I guess, and say that the, the cover machine Falcons uh, have some fun and put up yardage and some points, and, and I'll take Atlanta to, to cover the number. Not necessarily to win, uh, but I will take the cover machine with the four and a half. Uh, I mean, 6-0. Yeah. Like if they win this game or if yeah. they cover this number, that would be 6-0 and against the spread. Imagine if you put 100 bucks on the Falcons to cover in week one and just doubled your winnings every week. How much kept letting it ride? Yeah. Well, uh, if we knew how to do that, we would all be rich. Man. <laughs> if we could all see that coming. <laughs> I know I'm going to regret picking against them. You might not. I don't know. Got to stop at some uh, point, right? They can't cover. Right. They cannot go in 16 and 17 and 0 against the spread, are they? Uh, certainly not. The, the, the trick is to pick when they're gonna when when it's gonna stop. So you got them tomorrow. Yeah. You got to stop it tomorrow. Uh, from there, we'll go to Minnesota, Miami. Uh, not quite as long a flight, but still not uh, a short one either. For the Vikings to go down and face the Dolphins, the four and one Vikings, uh, and the three and two Dolphins. The uh, quarterback situation for Miami. In case you were wondering, you reading the uh, injury reports and the updates that Teddy Bridgewater is passing the concussion protocol, and some think he may not have even had a concussion because nobody ever saw him stumble. Well, for whatever reason, Mike McDaniel is saying that he's not going to start. It's going to be Styler Thompson anyway. Um, so Teddy's healthy enough to back up, but not healthy enough to start over Skyler. Yeah. I have no idea what that means. I, I don't even – I'm not even going to pretend like I have any idea what that means. All I know is Skyler Thompson is his quarterback for the Dolphins tomorrow. Um, and probably because of that, the uh, Vikings are the road favorite minus three at the Dolphins. Yeah, so the big question is, is do you think, do you feel that the Miami Dolphins with Skylar Thompson, or with a week of practice, are going to be able to get him up to speed to, to run that offense at the level that they need to with all those weapons, you know, with, with, with all that speed, with Hill, with Waddle, with Mostert? You know, no, the answer is no. Uh, I mean, the, the Dolphins' defense is their liability. Uh, they're the 30th ranked coverage unit. Uh, this PFF, thanks for the rankings. They're a 30th ranked coverage unit in the league, and they've got to try to chase around Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. And I, I know it's Kirk Cousins, and he can do Kirk Cousins things. He He's basically a better Carson Wentz. But I don't – the Dolphins' defense stinks – and their offense was kind of covering up for that fact. And you saw what happened against the Jets when the when the defense, you know, when the offense doesn't click, the defense gets exposed. And I think the Vikings will go down there and cover this number. I don't like this one either. Well, to your point, the, the Dolphins are giving up 8.3 yards per throw on the season. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings are giving up 8.2 yards per throw. If Tua was there uh, upright to do what Tua had been doing the first few games of the year, this would be a hell of a shootout. This would be uh, a, a this also game be of the Vikings. week. This wouldn't be Vikings giving points either. 
Right. This would be Miami, maybe uh, minus three. Exactly. Uh, but again, because karma's a bitch, now you don't have Tua for this game, uh, nor do you even have Teddy Bridgewater, although you do have him as a backup because he's healthy enough to do that, but he's not healthy. Again, how you come across uh, Teddy, Teddy can play, but I'd rather go with Skyler. I, I, how you get to that, I really have no idea. This is what I know. Any quarterback not named Tua uh, has been a significant downgrade to Mike McDaniel's offense this year, just going on the, the eye test. I'm sure the numbers are backing up as well. But just seeing what that offense had been doing with Tua, uh, who's clearly working all summer with McDaniel and getting uh, – integrated with that offense looked like he really found the home and found, you know, some strategy and some, some angles and some new targets and was looking much better than he had looked in his entire NFL career before he went down and started throwing up gang signals. Any quarterback that's not Tua has not looked like that, whether it was Teddy or whether it was Skyler. Um, and, and until I see evidence to the contrary, I'm definitely fading the Dolphins while Tua is on the shelf. Looks like he's going to be trying to come back next week. Uh, Kirk Cousins trying to find some consistency in Kevin O'Connell's offense. Uh, that's another angle that would have been interesting is that these are two brand-new offenses that both started out very hot to the season um, and kind of cooled down a little bit. Now, who's going to uh, get you know heated back up and, and figure things out quicker? Well, Kirk Cousins is still upright, so he's definitely got the chance to figure things out more. Um, in, in a week that doesn't, to me, have a whole lot of uh, games that jump off the page that, that are obvious locks, uh, I'm going to look at this one and say, again, the Dolphins offense, anyone but Tua is definitely a downgrade. So I'm locking up the Vikings in this one and giving it three. Yeah, that just makes me feel better about my pick because your locks have been strong. <laughs> okay. Uh, from there, Jets, Packers, uh, New York at three and two, and Green Bay at three and two. New York Jets two and zero oh on the road. Packer two and zero oh up at Lambeau. Uh, seemingly uh, sort of an even matchup. Uh, Green Bay lose to a New York team two weeks in a row. As a Bears fan, I, I kind of get a chuckle out of that. So so we'll see. Uh, Jets will not have their rookie defensive end Jermaine Johnson. He's out with an ankle injury. Uh, Jets are big underdogs plus seven and a half at Green Bay. Love this hook. I'm taking the Jets. There's no, I am not picking the Packers <laughs> until they can stop a team from running. This, if you're the Jets, you've watched the tape. This should be the Brees Hall and Michael Carter show, left, right, and center, all game long. Let Zach. The, the blueprint is there. Until the Packers bring some people down and dedicate themselves to stopping the run and don't just decide not to, teams are just going to keep abusing the Packers on the ground. I don't see this going any differently. Wouldn't be shocked if the Jets snuck in a win here, but I'll take the number and the points and feel pretty good about this one. But the Packers still need to if they start showing me something. Because until you do, I'm picking against you, especially when you're given big points. Uh, you would think this would be the time to start turning it around and showing something. That that, that yeah. felt like a, a line of demarcation or a moment of clarity last week going over to England and being the big toast of the town. Oh, the first time the Packers are here and yeah. it's a Green Bay celebration. And, oh, look, you just got beat by Danny Dimes uh, out there hobbling around and, and the New York Giants just running all through. zero points in the second half. <sighs> that, that's a Titans move. You can't do that. The Titans have that trademarked. 
Um, Titans win. I, I, there's a difference. Um, I, I like uh, a New York sweep of the pack. It, it, say it ain't so, but I, I kind of like the idea of that too. Um, you know, Jets D is uh, young and spicy or, or saucy, maybe I should say, with Sauce Gardner. Um, so I, that's so that's the other side of it for me. It's not uh, so much the Jets are going to run over the Packers. I think the Jets defense is going to continue the troubles that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense has been having. So I'm with you uh, taking the Jets. I can't lock it up because it's a fucking Jets, and I will not lock the Jets up ever again. <laughs> at, at least you know, I and I hope had I that remember feeling. that. They had that feeling the Packers get up 20 to 10 on the Giants. Like the Packers are finally going to get that, that squash game, right? Like they, that's what they need. They need a squash game. And until they go out there and just do that to somebody, until they do what Buffalo did to Berg and just whoop the shit out of somebody, I'm picking against them. I feel you. All right, we'll move on from there to Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh. Uh, Tom Brady has been busy celebrating uh, Robert Kraft's uh, surprise yeah. wedding last night. So uh, okay. I guess uh, congratulations are in order for, for Robert, I suppose. Yeah. I, I, I may have left... I may have left a comment on uh, Adam Schefter's report about that, uh, asking was Mei Ling invited to the uh, to the wedding. That may have been tasteless on my part, but anyway. Um, Tampa is three and two, two and zero on the road. Steelers are one and four, zero and two at home, and falling uh, greatly. Uh, defensive starters are out for Tampa, as is Julio Jones with a knee injury. Uh, but the Steelers are not healthy either. Uh, lots of DBs hurt uh, and will be missing that game, including Minka Fitzpatrick with an injury. Uh, tight end Pat Firemuth is dumplings. He will not be playing as well. Uh, second, uh, I was going to say second biggest spread of the week, but it's actually the same number. Uh, so tied for the biggest spread of the week, it's the Buccaneers minus 10 at the Steelers. How are you feeling right now if you're Kenny Pickett? Hey, kid, <laughs> go out there, take your first NFL start. Go out there and try to be Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, and you get your ass destroyed. Now I want you to go out there next week, first home start, and I want you to try to go out there, and I want you to try to beat Tom Brady, the GOAT, <laughs> and that Tampa Bay team. So good luck, kid. No, I'm taking Tampa. I'm giving all the points. They're going to get destroyed again. Pittsburgh be the worst team in football. Now that T.J. Watt is gone, they are awful. They've got a Mika Fitzpatrick has a Jamal Adams problem, if that makes sense. He can't play all eleven positions. <laughs> uh, no, I, I understand. I, I don't know about worst team in football. That's, that's, that's pretty lofty. They're bad. Uh, like if the Steelers no... played the Texans, who you got? Oh man. Uh, ooh. Uh, all right. Ooh. See. See. Not as <sighs> not as hot of a take as you thought. That defense is definitely uh, much less potent without T.J. Watt. There's no doubt about that. Uh, no, I, I wrote the same thing. Such an unfair start to this kid's career. Yeah. For, Just what are you doing? Just let Trubisky get destroyed. We talked about this with Justin Fields. Why <laughs> would you start him against Miles Garrett? Right? What are you doing? Yeah. You want these these guys to get a soft landing. Don't give them the trial by fire and then wreck them. Well, not only Miles Garrett, but then have no game plan to take advantage of your speed to right. get away from <laughs> Miles Garrett. Time. Just oh, so don't remind uh, me of that. Yeah, it just feels Miles like a day in the office for Tommy tomorrow. Just go out there, drop a few dimes, <laughs> run and hide. I, I hate you for reminding me about Garrett making sweet love to Justin Fields like that. Like he was just 
all over him in that game. Um, anyway, uh, Tampa is uh, – here's, here's the thing, though. Tampa is a step back from Buffalo. Buffalo is, like, right at the top right now of all the yeah. teams, and everybody is, is a step back. The Buccaneers are not playing anywhere near perfect football right now. Um, they're still tough, obviously. And I would expect Todd Bowles uh, to make this kid dizzy and run a bunch of blitzes and, and a bunch of uh, hidden coverages and disguises and whatnot. But tens a lot of points, um, especially with your quarterback that you don't know where his head's at anyway. And then especially now he's not even going through walkthroughs with you because he's too busy celebrating his former owner's uh, wedding and whatnot. I'll take the point. It, it feels like one of those right. weird games where the Steelers hang around. I'll, I'll take the 10. Certainly don't expect them to win the game. No, hey, even if even if they only lose by half of what they lost to Buffalo, <laughs> I still cover. <laughs> Just hang in there, hang in by a touchdown, kid. The uh, Baltimore Ravens go to New York to play the Giants, uh, coming off of the uh, England win over the Packers, and Baltimore at three and two, two and zero on the road. Uh, as we discussed, could very easily be five and zero if they could have a defense hold on to a lead every now and then. Uh, Giants now four and one, two and one at home. Uh, injuries in this one. Uh, Baltimore doesn't have enough injuries in their defensive backfield. They got yet another one. Marcus Williams, their free safety, uh, broke his wrist. He's on IR. Um, Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver, will not play with a foot injury. The Giants have all sorts of receiver injuries as they always seem to do every week. Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony will not play, uh, but they might get Wandale Robinson back, who hasn't played yeah. since week one. Uh, Ravens in this one still the big favorite minus five and a half at the G men. And if it wasn't uh, Taysom Tebow coming back from the dead last week, it was Darius Slayton. They dug up, wow. they dug him up from the grave, and he pulled the Undertaker move last week. He came back from out of nowhere, and I always liked him, but he was one of those guys who's always hurt. Um, no, uh, your, your, your favorite site, PFF. Uh, one team sticks out like a sore thumb when you look at their overall team rating. And that team is the New York Giants. They're the 31st-ranked team overall. All they're their ratings combined. 31st. Right, but that's what sticks out like a sore <laughs> thumb. 31st. The Ravens, on the other hand, are blowing the big leads. They're sixth. <laughs> but they're 3-2. and two. They're worse than the Giants. Come on. That side's this feels Honestly, I've got this as a this is a step up in class for the Giants. This might be the team that's feeling itself like the Jags were. And this, to me, is like a get-right spot for the Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to go in there and embarrass the Giants. I'm taking the Ravens, giving them all. There's a reason why they're five-and-a-half-point favorites against the quote-unquote superior team. I don't know how the Giants can keep doing this uh, with no passing game. Um, so, yeah, right. I guess I'm surprised uh, that they're four-and-one, and, one and I'm, uh, I'm not surprised that they're ranking. They're almost averaging as many yards running the ball uh, per play, uh, per run, as they are averaging per throw. They're averaging 6.4 oh. yards per throw and 5.4 yards per carry. So, there's no, uh, there's no doubt what the game plan is. Just keep feeding Saquon Barkley as long as he's upright and doing uh, what he's been doing. The reason that's going to work and they're going to beat the Ravens is because the Ravens are giving up five yards per carry themselves. So you got it, it's going to be a sort of a switching off of Baltimore and the, and the Giants because they both are killing it on the ground. They're both averaging 5.4 yards per carry, and they're both giving up five yards per carry. It's just going to be up and down uh, for both teams 
the difference being the Giants can rely on their running back doing that, um, and the Ravens are, as always, relying on their quarterback to keep that up. And it's just – it's so hard to keep relying on your quarterback to be your leading rusher. We keep talking about that. It eventually is going to turn the wrong way, and, and something's going to happen to the to the guy. And like I said, Lamar might be turning the might be the carriage turning into the pumpkin with some of those throws that I saw him making uh, last week uh, in losing uh, in losing that lead and almost losing that game. Uh, so I'm taking the, the Giants in this one. I'm going to take the it's two it's uh, five and a half points. That's a that's a pretty decent amount of points uh, to to be taking at home. So yeah, even if they lose by a field goal, they they still cover that number. So I'll take the G men. Wow. Very well might be. Uh, the New England Patriots coming off of a shutout, and who knows what to make of that team, uh, will go to Cleveland. If they can, if the Patriots can shut out the Lions offense, what are they going to do to Jack Brisket and the Cleveland Browns? Uh, they're both two and three, um, and Patriots are one and two on the road. Browns are one and two at home. Uh, they will not have their running back, Damon Harris. He's got a hamstring injury. Um, and it looks like more Bailey Zappi at quarterback. Uh, you read the injury report, and, and I, I think Mac Jones might be listed as questionable. That's just Belichick playing games. It's, it's going to be Bailey Zappi again uh, at quarterback for the Patriots. Uh, for the Browns, uh, Jadavian Clowney is down, and so is cornerback uh, Denzel Ward. But then they get cornerback Greedy Williams to make his debut. Uh, he had not been playing uh, with a hamstring injury. Uh, in this one, the Browns are actually the home favorite. Uh, yeah, uh, Patriots are plus two and a half at the Browns. Yeah, so we talked about the Packers and their 30th graded run D in football, yeah. right? You just can't trust them. That means there's two teams worse. Uh-oh. The Texans are worse, but even worse than all of them is the Cleveland Browns. Oof. And we saw what the game plan was for Bill Belichick and the Patriots against the 30th worst run defense in football. Can't wait to see what they come up with against the absolute DFL. You can't stop the run graded run defense in football. I'll take the Patriots to win this game. This is going to be the Ramondre Stevenson show. And I think he's honestly the better back of the two. So I don't think that's actually a downgrade for them. Um, I'm going to take the Patriots and uh, take the points with it. Hey, it's a gift. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, this is one of the most uh, unclear feelings I could have about uh, any of these games. Like, this one is completely full of question marks. Uh, can the Browns stop Ramondre? Uh, you say absolutely not. Can the Patriots stop Nick Chubb? The Patriots' run defense isn't very good. Not that Nick great Chubb either. has been killing it. Uh, will either quarterback throw a touchdown pass? I I, I don't know what's going to happen in this one, but I, I guess I love the under is the only thing I'm I'm saying about it. Um, I will concur with you and, and take the uh, the Patriots and the uh, the two and a half points because yeah, it, it might be a two point it might be a two point game either way or a one point game. So we'll concur on that one. Yeah, it's got like sixteen fourteen vibes, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep, sure does. Uh, Jags Colts uh, may have a similar vibe because those are two offenses that are also uh, sort of struggling. Uh, Jaguars at two and three now, and the Colts at two, two and one. Uh, Colts are defensive issues. Uh, of course, uh, Darius Leonard still dumplings. He's not going to play now. Quitty Pay, their edge rusher, is not going to play with an ankle injury. Of course, uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, the running back, is down once again. 
uh, with his ankle injury. Backup running back is down as well. Uh, so Indy coming into this one very beat up. Um, still the very slight favorite, if you can call it that. They are minus one hosting the Jaguars. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I heard a stat this week about Matt Ryan that, you know, sometimes you need to write a stat down. I didn't need to write this stat down. This one seared itself into my brain. It was so bad for Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has the quarterback trifecta working right now through five games. He leads the league in sacks taken, picks thrown, and fumbles. Uh, what are you trying to say? He's, he's bad? He's bad. I'm taking the Jags. This is a bounce-back spot. This is a young team. I talked about this with the letdown. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes that's the wake-up call. Hey, we're not as great as we thought. Now they get to go on the road. It's a division opponent. They just got embarrassed at home by Houston, and they get to put that defense and that defensive lineup against the quarterback who leads the league in sacks taken, picks thrown, and fumbles. 11 fumbles. For Matt Ryan already. He's only lost three of them, but he's fumbled the ball already 11 times. I'm taking the Jags. I'm not locking it up, but I think they bounce back here. The Colts suck. Yeah, they're not very good. It feels like which quarterback would bone themselves first in this one? Which quarterback would fold? And Man. Because the Colts don't have any kind of running game to buttress themselves. This would be different yeah. if Jonathan Taylor was there. I think uh, if he was there, they would have a, a real chance to win this game. But without him, how are they going to generate any offense? I, I, really don't, I think Naheem Hines is, is done too. Yeah, yeah, he's out too as well. So I, I don't I don't know how they're going to possibly generate uh, anything. Um, so I'm going to concur with you and, and take the Jaguars. I don't really love them. Either, it but it I don't, feels like that hurt you to say it, that. It did. I, I can feel <laughs> your pain. Uh, yeah, because the the Colts could definitely take this one if uh, if they had their their guy uh, in the backfield. But yeah, Jonathan Taylor once again down. Uh, from here, Cincinnati and New Orleans uh, injury situations in this one as well. Both teams are two and three. Uh, for the Bengals, T. Higgins uh, is going to be a game time decision with an ankle injury. A uh, lot more situations on the New Orleans side. They definitely got wide receiver issues. Michael Thomas is down again with a foot injury. Now Jarvis Landry is out with an ankle injury. And the rookie, Chris Olave, is in a concussion protocol. If he doesn't get cleared by tomorrow, they're going to have nobody running around out there for, for Red Rifle. Um, and then uh, Marshawn Lattimore uh, is not going to play also. He's got an abdominal injury, the cornerback. So New Orleans uh, it might be in some big trouble there. Uh, they are the underdog in this. The Bengals are minus two and a half at the Saints. Yeah. Uh, boy, what do you want to do if you're a team that needs to get right? You want to go on the road and you want to run, right? You want to get Joe Mixon going. Joe Mixon has been an absolute ghost this year. Oof. Oh, well, guess what it turns out? Guess who's the worst ranked rush blocking team in football? It's the Cincinnati Bengals. So if you can't make holes for your running back, it doesn't matter how good your running back is, so you're not going to get the ground game going on the road. I'm taking the Saints here. Even without all the receiver weapons, they'll come up with some stuff. Kamara, Alvin Kamara had a monster game. This is Andy Dalton again. This Dinkin' Dunkin' bringing under Taysom, you know. (laughs) 
do that all you want. Find Traquan Smith and Callaway. You know, use those guys. Just throw a touchdown to Troutman. It doesn't seem to matter. The Bengals are just not very good right now, and they need to have that kind of explosive game, that, that, that game that we're looking for out of the Packers. I need to see that out of the Bengals because so far they're, they're, they're stuck in neutral. Uh, I would uh, look that way as well because uh, Cincinnati, with their situation uh, protecting Joe Burrow, if the Saints could get after Joe Burrow yeah. and keep that offense blowing up, uh, I would be looking the Saints' side as well. Um, but 16.9% pressure rate this year for the uh, for the Saints, uh, which is fifth worst in football. Uh, so that's why I have to go Cincinnati because I don't like the uh, Saints' chances of keeping uh, the Bengals in check. Uh, Red Rifle can't keep up if the Bengals uh, get right and, and do what they're supposed to do. If the Bengals are putting up touchdowns and, and going, you know, 27, 30 points, uh, I, don't, I don't see the Saints keeping up there at all. And I don't think the Bengals' defense is going to let Taysom Tebow go unnoticed like the, uh, the Legion of did. I think that was a singular effort by Seattle to, to see just how terrible <laughs> they could be at coverage. Uh, yeah, Seattle is uh, – yeah, we actually have a game this week with the two worst coverage teams in the league. That should oh. be fun. Oh, man. One of them is uh, Seattle. Okay. You know who the other <laughs> one is. Yeah, that, that game – that game, if you're not hammering the over on that game and you're a gambler, you're not, you're not serious about gambling. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. You say that make me want to go put some money on this thing tomorrow. Hang the over-under on that Seattle-Arizona game should be 70. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm taking the Bengals and giving the two and a half. And now we move right. on to late afternoon action and Arizona and Seattle, which you were already breaking down before we even got to the game because that's how much yes. uh, Hammer you love the that over. over. <laughs> uh, uh, running back issues for both of these teams, which may be yeah. – which may contribute to the over because they may throw more uh, because of that. Arizona will not be without their two uh, starting backs. Uh, their lead back is going to be something named Eno Benjamin. Eno Benjamin, yeah. Uh, Seattle, poor Rashad Penny, uh, started out the season looking really good yeah. and then broke his tibia, so his season is over. Uh, so their lead back will be Kenneth Walker. So we'll see how well, they fare with their – Well, taxes and – Rashad Petty injuries. <laughs> yeah, uh, unfortunately. Uh, so these two teams, two and three, going into tomorrow. Cards are actually the road favorite, minus two and a half, at, oh, God, Geno Smith and the Seahawks. This is one of those games, obviously you can't go to the numbers. These are the two. This, these are both the Legion of Room. Seattle's 31, ranked against the pass. Arizona's 32. Neither one of these teams can tackle. Neither one of these teams can cover. Both of these teams can play a lot of offense. Geno Smith's still number one graded quarterback in football, but I, I'm going with the Cardinals on the road. I think the Cardinals get the road win here. I, I, I have no reason for it. This feels like a shootout. I, I'm only going with the Cardinals based on the aspect of that added dimension of running the ball with Kyler Murray. He's got some things going with Hollywood Brown. He's been using Zach Ertz a lot. I don't even care who the running backs are. It's like, you know, Benjamin and Kenneth Walker, who the hell cares? Uh, this feels like a back and forth, up and down, tit for tat, last team with the ball. And I'm going to give this to the Cardinals just on the strength of, I think they've got a little extra with the rushing attack because they have the quarterback that can run. I think this would be a crazy fun game, though. Hammer the over. 
Uh, I can't fathom that the most consistent quarterback or the most consistent quarterback in this game would be, oh, God, Geno Smith. Oh, God, Geno Smith. I, I can't. My mind will not wrap around that. I, I cannot just – I can't digest that possibility. I got Kyler lighting up the Legion of Room. I concur. I will also take the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, Geno Smith uh, still PFF's number one graded quarterback. That uh, it's amazing, and yeah. kudos to him. And I, I can't see that lasting. I, I just, I just imagine. All right, we got, no, uh, look at the light. Right, we saw what happened with the Lions. We're waiting for that with the Seahawks. Is that that? That's what we're saying. Basically, like there's got to yeah. be a come to come there's to There's going to be an uh, old Joe Smith four pick game. It's got to be. It's got to be. We, we got the four games in like 20 minutes. This is the opposite of what we usually have. So this is unbelievable for us. This is great. Yeah. This new format's killing it. After 10 years, we finally figured out uh, time management. It's amazing. Uh, Carolina and the LA Rams. Panthers at one and four and with a new coach and a new quarterback because Baker Mayfield hurt himself or fucked something up. I don't know. So it's going to be uh, Steve Wilkes at coach and PJ Walker. At quarterback. Good luck, guys. Um, Carolina and uh, their new regime uh, at the L.A. Rams. This is the other game with the double-digit point spread. Panthers are plus 10 at the Rams. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, sometimes you fire the coach, you get the old dead cat bounce, right? Yeah, sometimes. But then you factor that in with the undefeated P.J. Walker. Oh, brother. 2-0 and in his career, blowout wins fashion. I mean, come on. How <laughs> could you pick against the Carolina Panthers in this game against the Rams who can do, it seems like, nothing right? Uh, they can't block for the quarterback. They can't, they're not really getting after it the way they were on defense. Matthew Stafford's throwing picks, you know. He's, like, throwing them like a Pez dispenser in these games. I, I was I was making you think I was really going to take the Rams, but no, I'm taking the points. Rams aren't very good. Okay. Uh, yeah. Also, they have uh, some drama going on of their own. They didn't want the Panthers to have all of the um, back page uh, situations and whatnot. So Cam Akers, the running back, is uh, was ruled out of this game uh, last night due to personal issues. Oh, um, okay. And then from all of the readings, looks like that that's just setting up for a divorce. It looks like that's going to be their way of sort of getting him off the team, whether they trade him or cut him or something like that. It just appears that he's uh, finished with that organization. So uh, they, they had to get a little bit of drama going with all of their issues uh, as well. Even with all of that, this is PJ Walker. This is the god awful Panthers. You're the you're the Rams. You're the world champions. You, you need to step on these guys. I, I would hope they would do what the Bills do, did to the Steelers. Uh, I can't count on that necessarily because the Rams are not playing at that level, obviously. But I see something similar there. You just take a team that's obviously in an organization that's obviously beneath you, and you're obviously better than them, and you just put them in their place and do what you're supposed to do. So I'm going to give the 10 points and take – the LA Rams, even though they are not playing like a team that deserves to be ten point favorites over anybody. I can't like I said, blame I you. I can't blame you for this. Yeah, this is a this is a this is an odd week. Yeah, I, I don't love any of these. I don't even love the lock that I made, but uh, all the other choices are kind of like eh, I don't know. 
Uh, all right, from there, we have uh, all the time we want to stretch out if we want to about the game of the week, which is the Bills and the Chiefs, yeah. uh, who are both 4-1. and one. Um, And Buffalo obviously looking for their revenge coming off of that playoff game. Uh, they will get their uh, safety Jordan Poyer back in this game. You've got to have all hands on deck when you're playing against uh, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. So that's understandable. Uh, in this one, the Bills are the favorite. It's been the talk of everybody this week that, oh, my, the Chiefs are actually underdogs at home. Well, that's how the Bills have been playing this year. They look like the, the best team by far. Hipster J has been on them longer than any of you posers Thank have you. been. Thank you. Um, so the Bills are minus two and a half at Arrowhead. Yeah, the the first of all, the fact that this game is not in prime time is just a travesty. The fact that we actually have to watch the Broncos again in prime time, uh, and we don't get this game as Sunday night. I, I get it, you, you know. Oh my God, you can only have them in there so many times. But this is like the game of the year so far. I mean. Two teams that really only play at their best when they're motivated. You've got the Chiefs. Well, what kind of motivation do they need? They're home dogs. For I think for the first time ever in Patrick Mahomes' starting career, they're dogs at home, which is just wild when you think about that. And then you've got the Bills, and we've seen what the Bills do when they're motivated and what they do when they're revenge-minded. And it, this is just absolutely going to be crazy. I, I'm going to be glued to my TV tomorrow. For this, this is this is probably the the game of the first six weeks by far. But on the field, it's going to be wild. Uh, I I don't know if there's going to be a lot of defense played in this game. It, it could just come down to that team that can make one or two defensive plays, which just makes it even harder to think about. But I mean, the Bills, number two pass rush in all of football, and you know, and the Chiefs are eh, kind of eh, they're mad, they're I. They're, but they're not getting after it the way the Bills are. And I think the Bills could put just a little bit more pressure on Patrick Mahomes, maybe get him into a, a turnover, do do something. But just that revenge aspect, the, the getting right against the team that knocked you out when you never even got a chance to touch the ball in that overtime after one of the best, if not the best, playoff games ever. It's definitely at the towards the top. I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to find anything better just back and forth, up and down, than that game produced. I'm going to go with the Bills. I, I don't like giving them, having to give points on the road with them in this spot. I'd feel a lot better getting those two and a half points, but they are even more unbeatable when they have a reason to go out there and beat you. And last week, after just having that practice game against the Steelers, uh, I think that they come out and they, they'll, they'll have something for the Chiefs tomorrow. Yeah. That's um, funny you call that a practice. We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. That's pretty much what that Steelers game was. That, that did feel like a, like a practice, you know, like, like a scrimmage. Like, yeah, somebody was a friendly. Find a local college team and bring them in here. Let's get a warm up for this Chiefs game next week. That's pretty much what it felt like. Yeah, they were the prelim bums. <laughs> Before the main event match uh, next week. Right. Um, these, these notes are going to sound like I copied off of your notes, but I'm going to read them anyway. 
Uh, it's a duel of the two teams that gear up for revenge games better than all the rest. Um, they're both going to try to get revenge on each other because the Chiefs want to avenge being home underdogs and the Bills want to avenge their playoff loss last year. Uh, that's probably a little more motivation. That probably hurts them a little more than it hurts the, the Chiefs to be home dogs. But, you know, teams will do what they got to do to play the victim and then get themselves right. We're the home underdogs. Oh, we got to really uh, show everybody. Um, and the mitigating factor uh, as far as on the field to me, just like you, was the Bills can drop everybody in coverage and get after it uh, pressure-wise and, and get Patrick Mahomes uh, in some trouble, which uh, seems to be the best way to handle Patrick Mahomes. Uh, think back to the uh, next playoff game after the Chiefs game with the Bengals, where the Bengals are clearly – uh, not as good a team as Buffalo, but they come out with the victory because they figure out how to drop everybody in coverage uh, and make Pat Mahomes uh, try to throw, you know, around 11 people back there in coverage, which is something that no quarterback really could do. Um, I think the Bills are uh, equipped to do something similar to that, to just drop everybody uh, and still get pressure by rushing their their four defenders uh, on the front line. They've been uh, excellent at getting pressure with just the line and not having to blitz. So that's something that I'm sure uh, the Chiefs know, and, and I'm sure they're going to have some workarounds and some play calls to try to mitigate that. A lot of in-between plays, uh, uh, intermediate plays and screen plays, bubble screens and whatnot. Um, so the chess match will be on and we'll be back and forth. But I think uh, in the end, the, the Buffalo Bills uh, have something to prove. And, and I, I did not pick them to go all the way and prove their point uh, in February, but if they did, I would not be the least bit surprised. Um, but I do have them still being motivated enough to prove their point and, and take out the Chiefs tomorrow. Um, so I will concur with you and take the Bills. I think the other aspect of this, too, if you're the Bills, is you've got to be approaching this game as a playoff game because you're you probably to come back playing, there in January. You're playing for home field advantage. You are right. And you saw what happened last year. You want to beat these guys now so you can beat these guys later in your building. You don't want to give them that two-game advantage for the rest of the season. Um, and, and Bills, I think the Bills' mission this year has to be home field advantage. Number one Absolutely seed. Absolutely right. So I yeah, think that's extra right. motivation for them. I thought I read that there, it's already uh, part of the the regular season schedule that I think the Bills go back to Arrowhead again next year. Like, they cannot stay what? out of Arrowhead Stadium. Wow. It just must be part of the rotation or something? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because all these other meetings have been because of yeah. the, uh, you know, n- being number one in their divisions. And they get right. To... They probably are getting them now because of strength of schedule where maybe next year is their year through that division. Right, right. So it's already set up like they, they're going to wow. be back again. So they definitely do not want to have to come back here again. No, this coming you January. don't want to keep seeing – yeah, Bills don't want to see Bills at Chiefs for the AFC Championship <laughs> or, or Division no. Round every year because that just – yeah, that becomes Groundhog Day for them. They they know what can happen. Exactly. All right, we had all the time that we wanted to open up about that one, and we wound up having the exact same points. On Sunday nights – uh, this actually has uh, de- uh, developed into being uh, the second most interesting game of the week uh, by far, uh, without any any dispute. Uh, yeah. Cowboys-Eagles, as the uh, Philadelphia Eagles attempt to defend 
uh, still being the last undefeated team in football. And now it's the four and one Dallas Cowboys turn to come try to uh, be the first to beat them and take that mantle. And you know, their division rivals would love to be the first team to do that, but they will have to once again, do it uh, with the game manager, Cooper Rush at quarterback deck uh, is still banged up. Um, CD receiver is, is actually banged up as well. I think he's going to play, but he's been uh, in and out of practice this week. Uh, Dallas 2-0 on the road, Philly 2-0 at home. Should be a real good one. Should be a raucous atmosphere with the Philly crowd. Uh, boy, people do not believe in Cooper Rush and the Cowboys. Six-and-a-half-point dog yep. at the Eagles. Yeah, and uh, people love them some Cowboys, especially in the uh, general betting public. 64% of the money this week going towards the Cowboys. Uh, you know, that's wild when you think about it because that's a whole lot of the, the, the Cooper Rush love. They love them, the Cooper Rushes, but I think they're overlooking something here is that the Eagles, the Eagles had that trap game and still prevailed last week because the Cardinals, for whatever reason, signed a kicker who can't kick. And <laughs> and, and the Eagles oh. get to take their number one rated overall team in football, the number one rated overall offense in football. Uh, the only thing Dallas has going for them is they have that blistering pass rush, number one rated overall, uh, tops in the league. But that gets negated when you have that like four-headed running attack I think that the Eagles have because we talk about this with the Eagles they come at you so many different ways and if the Cowboys decide okay the way we're going to beat the Eagles is we're going to pin our ears back and we're going to rush the court well one of those guys is going to run right by you one of those guys running by you might even be Jalen Hurts um Mm. I, you know, and I don't think Cooper Rush, that's been a nice story, but I don't think that he's got the weapons to hang in this game and go toe-to-toe with the Eagles as, as elite as they're playing all year. And this is going to be a tough environment on the road for him to go into that place. They're going to be foaming at the mouth in Philly for that game tomorrow night for a chance to basically, you know, you know, put their throat on the Cowboys in the division, go up basically three games on them because they'd have two games on them in the standings and a head-to-head win. Yeah, it's, it's really hard for me to pick the Cowboys in this game. I'm not doing it. I mean, I know that's a lot of points. Uh, I'll, I'll put myself with the one-third of the people going with the Eagles, but that just feels like – that feels like the – well, they're the Cowboys, they're America's team. That feels like the sentimental play. I don't think that's people actually looking at this game. Like, the Cowboys only do – one thing really well, and it doesn't play to their the Eagles' weaknesses. It actually might even help the Eagles because they'll just run right by them. I'll take the Eagles, and they'll give the points. Yeah, think about that Cowboys team and that, and that roster uh, with Cooper Cup. Uh, Cooper Cup. I knew I was going to do it at some point. Cooper Rush is their <laughs> quarterback. Yeah. Um, take that team. Take the Dallas Cowboy off of that, and just generic franchise that hasn't had much you know, success over the last several years. Because whatever you think of the Cowboys, they are, you, you can't say they're a very successful team. Yeah, they won the division last year and immediately uh, lost in the playoffs. So generic team with yes. Cooper Rush, they're not six and a half point dogs in this spot. They're eight, nine, ten point dogs, maybe even more than that. 
uh, that's definitely the Cowboys' name, even making them only a six-and-a-half-point dog. But I, even with that, I'm still kind of surprised that, that, that they're getting that many points because they're the Dallas Cowboys. I, I, uh, I, you know if Dak was playing, it wouldn't even, even be anywhere near that. It might be close to, to even. It might be, you know, Dallas plus one or something like that. Uh, but only because Cooper Rush is there is, is it even that high. But, yeah, you lay off all the good points as to why it, they shouldn't even be that uh, low of an of a, of a underdog. It should be uh, even bigger. Um, for for all those reasons, uh, yeah, Philly would be all hyped to stay undefeated, and Dallas wants to smack them down. So uh, early on, it's probably going to be a very good um, battle back and forth. But the better team eventually is going to show themselves. Yeah, Philly will be foaming at the mouth even more than they normally do because Philly is just that type of town that they're just foaming at the mouth, just walking around on an everyday basis. Uh, but yeah, they're they're, they're definitely going to be crazy and hyped for for this one. Uh, so I was looking at the. Cowboys uh, fierce pressure, as you mentioned, versus Jalen Hurts mobility. That's the key. Uh, if Jalen Hurts will be able to get out of the way of uh, uh, Miles Sanders and all those guys coming after him, um, and I think that's clearly the, the the key in that game. I, I had to look up the, the number of sacks that Hurts has been taking this year. Uh, it's only eleven. It's not that many. It's not a you know minuscule amount, but you know, 11 in five games is not that big a deal. I, I think he's going to be able to do enough to, to get out of the way uh, of the Cowboys pass rush. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't imagine the Cowboys keeping up uh, with, with, with whatever the offense does for the Eagles. They're not going to get shut out. They're going to put up some points. They're going to put up some yards and I don't see the game manager Cooper rush keeping up with that. I just don't imagine it. So I'm going to concur with you uh, and take the Eagles. Uh, and that leaves us Monday night, your favorite quarterback, Russell Wilson, and the Denver Broncos, uh, taking on our favorite uh, rib damage quarterback, uh, Justin Herbert, and the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. Broncos, two and three. Chargers, three and two. Uh, Keenan Allen itching to return just so he doesn't have to watch uh, Brandon Staley coaching on TV because he was having some fun tweets, uh, fun for us to read, uh, but he was going through torture watching those decisions that Staley was making. Oh, man. uh, But he's he's not going to be able to play. He's he's doubtful for that game uh, Monday night. Uh, Denver plus five and a half in this one at the Chargers. Uh, So it's my my favorite quarterback with Russell Wilson this year, my my, my two favorite coaches. Well, I love me some Nathaniel Hackett and – Boy, Mr. Uh, Analytics himself, Brandon Staley, pulling pulling shit out of his ass all the time, doing like, <laughs> what are you doing? But, man, but I have such – But you're locking one of these two up, though. I have such a bad taste, Broncos. Yeah, I'm locking up the <laughs> Chargers, man. You knew it. Fuck, fuck the Broncos, man. That's all I got to say. I hope that coach gets his ass fired. That is a travesty to football. I don't even have stats for this or nothing. That's all I got. Fuck the Broncos. <laughs> oh God, LA minus five and a half because fuck the Broncos. All right, you're you're on record there. Uh, uh yeah, law. Uh, that's basically what I got wrote down myself. Law, that Broncos offense is hot garbage. <laughs> I'd rather have a torn quarterback than the than the Broncos right now. Um, even without Keenan Allen, I'll, oh my goodness. Um, yeah. 
He hasn't been fired yet. You just, that, oh. That's your projection. <laughs> he, he's dead to you. We we know that. Struggling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. That, that's. Uh, we we see it the same way. Uh, we'll take the Clippers and give the points because the the Broncos. And, and, it, and it's sad for me because I'm a big Russell Wilson fan. I, I think he's been a very very good quarterback. I think he's going to the Hall of Fame. But oh my God, that office doesn't look like anything right now. It looks just just god awful. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, uh, more on our after show when we come back. And now into our VIP after show program. Uh, so I sounded okay uh, this whole time. Yeah, I'm you know, still on you the cracked, Wi-Fi. You cracked up a little bit at the beginning, and maybe once or twice, but never where it was bad. And it's been solid for the last for all the pick part, for all this whole segment of the pick show. It's been great. Yeah, a couple of little crack ups at the beginning, but nothing where it was ever that bad. But I will I great. will say I was looking at the schedule. We only get the Broncos two more times. In nationally televised games this year. <laughs> You're not forced to watch any of them. You well, don't one ever of them's the London watch. game, so I can skip that for sure. And the other okay. one, they play the Chiefs, and I will watch that. Just for the entertainment factor. Yeah. And I, I will watch, maybe I'll even watch part of the London one, because I think that'll get, you know, that's when Nathaniel Hackett gets left in London. <laughs> Is that After they bad? Lose to the Jags. Okay, so the bar has been set now from last year for how bad do you have to be at coaching to get fired in the middle of your your first season? Well, I mean that Urban Meyer thing was a whole other sort of special because I mean right. that was when the that You're was when the bad. owner was like, "You need to be a better human being." <laughs> I haven't heard that yet about Nathaniel Hackett, but how far away is he from a vote of confidence? He, he can only be a week or two away. We have full confidence in uh-huh. Nathaniel Hackett, and we uh, are looking forward to uh, figuring out what's happening and doing better. Uh, yeah, that's that's probably yeah. not that far away. But They're still no, I'm, running that, that Tech Mobile offense. <laughs> two runs and two passes. Two runs and two passes. <laughs> they don't have Bo Jackson or Walter Payton, uh, you know, uh, to bail them out. Travis is not walking through that door. Um, so yeah, that this is you. You're on record that he's not going to survive the first year. I, oof. it's it's been it's been a, it's been a struggle. He is definitely struggling, but I don't know if I got I don't know if I got them firing him in the first year. Uh, okay, not... if they don't fire him mid season, he, he doesn't get a year two. <sighs> this can't continue. Uh, how are you feeling I, I, right I, now? First of all, how are you feeling right now that you paid Russell Wilson $240 million and you gave up like three ones for that? Well, you're feeling especially awful because of the fact that the guy that he's uh, that, that replaced him in Seattle looks so much better right now. <laughs> Broncos country, let's roll. <laughs> we should get that drop too. That's just, oh, that was that's bad. His, that that's was his great. response to everything. Yeah. <laughs> 
Russell Wilson, your wife has just been murdered and your children uh, were beheaded. Uh, how do you feel? Broncos country, let's roll. Broncos country, let's roll. Uh, okay. <laughs> or let's ride uh, or whatever he says. Let's ride. Right. It's yeah. bad. That was bad. I, I mean, he made Richard Sherman cry. <laughs> you saw that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was painful. He was, he was suffering from the, uh, the memories they, of that Super Bowl. And then they had, uh, had Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, calling out fields uh, for the way he played on Thursday night. And, man, they're just killing these analysts. I mean, these two games kind of deserve that, though. Like, these were two I mean, special, first special of all, games. I don't how, – however much money Amazon paid for them, could you get a refund? No, because they started them off with whatever that first Thursday game they gave them in week two. What was it? Chiefs Chargers? Or, yeah, I mean, no, like a, they gave them they gave yeah. them a great game. I will tell you that we, yeah, no, they, they gave them a great game that week. They got them started off about as well as you could, and we knew it. We knew they were trying to get them gassed yeah. up at the beginning. Like this is what you can expect every week. No, no, yeah. later on. You're going to see what you get every week. Let's see, Saints-Cardinals next week. Uh, Uh, Ravens-Bucks isn't bad. Sure. Uh, Eagles-Texans. Oh. Oh. Falcons-Panthers. Oh. Okay. Oh, my God. (laughs) That might might be on this level. (laughs) Titans-Packers. And I'll already tell you who I'm taking in that game. I'm taking the team with Derrick Henry. Um, Bills Lions. Wait, Bills Lions is actually Thanksgiving. that's the uh, Thanksgiving game. Yeah, I was just about yeah, Thanksgiving. To say. We get Bills Lions, Cowboys, uh, Giants, and Pats Vikings. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, and then we get to week thirteen. We get Bill, Bill's Pats. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, Vegas Rams the week after that. Oh boy. Niners Seahawks. That, that's fun too. Uh, week sixteen, last last Thursday night game. Is that the last Thursday? Nope. There's that's no seventeen. Week. All right. So week sixteen, Jags Jets. <laughs> so, you know what? That's not the worst game on the slate. Um, <laughs> And then the last one we round out with uh, Cowboys-Titans. All right. Amazon so, yeah, they, might want their money back. No, they. I'm sure they're – whoever's watching – I've never watched a second of Amazon Prime before this. I'm sure really? millions of people are – I mean, no. I have Amazon Prime because I'm just a Prime member, you know, because you get all the free shipping and stuff, and I do a lot of shopping on Amazon because – but did you ever watch any of their programming before? Uh, I've never watched any of their original programming, but I can't say I've never jumped on their app and watched a movie or something. But I've okay. never watched I've never watched any of their original content. I, I feel like maybe I'm wrong. I feel like there's millions of uh, maybe not millions, hundreds of thousands of people who are in the same boat that I am, which is had to turn to their spouse to ask for their Amazon Prime login so they could watch football. <laughs> yeah, I did not have that problem. Okay. Uh, I I never even considered uh, watching Amazon Prime for, for any reason, and I'm now, sure 
they're getting a I whole lot more viewers them. to whatever their shows are now. I will compliment them, not so much on the presentation or the broadcast, but it the games look great, right? Like, like they've got all the like you can tell they've got all of the production value put into everything. They spent a lot of money on this. They're doing they're putting out a good product. They they didn't need to bring in Al Michaels. Come on. Nobody they is wanted... watching that. Nobody is watching Prime Amazon Amazon Prime Thursday Night Football because they got to watch Al Michaels. So that was money wasted. Nobody cares about Al Michaels. They're they're not tuning in specifically for Al Michaels, but I understand why they do that because you don't want to be Apple TV's baseball. You don't want to have some guy that just graduated college, uh, you know, two years ago, <laughs> right. and then everybody's talking bad about your product. <laughs> I was, so, so I understand oh why I do that. We had, you know, uh, we were at a funeral today. So last night we were at the, you know, the wake or the visitation or whatever you want to call it, celebration, you know, but it was last night and, you know, we get home, we're on our way home late. So we stop, we're going to eat dinner. So we stop at a place. They've got the Dodgers and uh, Padres game starting. Yep. And, and who do I see in the booth but A.J. Przinsky? <laughs> and at that the, moment, the I'm like, AJ man. I just want Michael Barrett to show up right now. <laughs> Nothing would make me happy. Uh, Michael Michael Barrett made a call to the because he's just got the most punchable face you've ever seen. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, he's he's, he's my guy. That I, Seattle, I love him. Uh, oh, I it, it that was Seattle game. It was it was still on when oh, I came Barrett upstairs to start the show. Sweep Astros sweep in eighteen innings. Ah. Uh, on a Jeremy Pena homer in the 18th <laughs> inning. Wow. Well, That's they tried. You know what I appreciate about try. that out of all of that? No ghost runners. No, That's what you. I appreciate. That's right. 18 innings. That looks great. Yes. Like you actually earned it. Yeah. Yeah, nobody uh, got driven in on the first pitch of the inning from second base, is, which is not baseball. That's yeah. that's something else altogether. And no, that's uh, exactly what I appreciate. Cleveland gets a two-run walk-off hit to go up two-one over the Yankees. Wow. Uh-oh, Yankees in trouble, one game away. Yeah. So there's there's your baseball minute. I, I've. Uh, I've enjoyed the playoffs more than uh, when they had the one game stuff, uh, the one game wild yeah, card. Yeah, I'm with you. Two out, two, two out of three is not all that less random than one game, but it's still better than one damn game. One game. I, I remember saying on this show, I preferred the wild card round to be a best of three and even let the better team have all three home games. I remember saying that on this show, which is just another example <laughs> of somebody listening to our show and stealing my shit. Hey, they 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 heard a good idea and they ran with it. So good on them. You sent me that this week about my my take on Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Your completely random ass take that hey, Clyde Edwards Hilaire looks like he's scared to catch the football or something. Like, like, like it um, looks like okay. he's literally being attacked by the football, right? <laughs> and man, yeah, I'm like I, okay, I don't quite. Noticed that, but all right. Then just randomly this week, Mina Kimes decides to tweet out, Clyde Edwards, it looks like he's scared to catch the football. And I'm like, what? 
I, I guess someone else noticed. I guess you're one alone with that. So good, good yeah. for you. You're, you're on the same wavelength as one of the top uh, analysts at ESPN. But I was there first. But I'm hipster Jay. <laughs> you had it first. I, I, you had I the did bills before all these losers. I, I I totally had that first. Uh yes, here's here's his her her exact Clyde Edwards Hilaire constantly looks like he's being attacked by the football, L O L. And and I yeah. you sent me that and I looked at that and I was like, Man This is this is Murga all over again. <laughs> Another one of our secret listeners. Uh, Amazing, we have so many got, listeners. Someone's got a low-level production assistant listening to this show. At least give us some credit. <laughs> I, I don't understand how we get seven listeners per show, but everybody's stealing our, our stuff. Like, how are I gave that. This? I gave that room to breathe. I mean, I I was all over that take. It was all yours. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I didn't even well, agree with you. it because I didn't notice. <laughs> that was all you. Oh, man. Oh, well. well. You're welcome, by the way, folks. Whoever's listening, you're welcome. uh, Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, and so we'll just have to uh, keep plugging away, and uh, hopefully someday we'll we'll get the credit that we deserve. Somebody will will listen to this and go, hey, these guys are pretty good. In much less detail at gmail.com. If you want to catch on and... Hook up with the hottest act that nobody knows about. That that would be me and Jay. Making fun of Clyde Edwards Hilaire, looking like he's getting attacked by footballs. <laughs> like he's scared. That that, that uh, was you. I, I want to give the proper credit. I had nothing you. to do with that. That was all. No, because you. you were you were not. You I went back when I listened to that show. You were you were you were entertaining me, but you weren't there with me. I wasn't all the way there with you. I did remember the one play, the the, the fourth right. down wheel route, where he kind of yeah, kind of jacked it up. <laughs> yeah, there. then again, in that one in the end zone, it looked like it snuck. Oh my god, I gotta catch the ball. <laughs> uh, but yeah, must have happened again in that Monday night game um, too. Yeah, I guess so. Which I wasn't watching uh, very closely, so I, I didn't see it. <laughs> no, I actually didn't watch uh, much of that game. I mean, I caught some of the highlights, but I actually. Uh, paid more. So sometimes if I'm not watching the game, I'm just doing a lot of the play-by-play or, or keeping track of it on my phone because um, yeah. I don't always have the ability to just have the TV on, you know, and, and get away and just make the time for it because, I mean, I do a lot of that on Sunday now where Sunday is kind of my, my football day, especially from, you know, noon to six where I'm red zoning or that. Tomorrow's actually the first noon Packer game, but that makes me glad because then we get time for that Bills uh, Chiefs game. We get some room to breathe for that one. Sure. So I'm, I'm excited now, about that. The Thursday game where we were texting uh, during the day and uh, you were praising me for agreeing with your pick so that we had no reason to watch it. Uh, yeah. But then you but then you had money on it with the Daily Fantasy. So how much of it did you wind up watching? I watched. Uh, too much of it. I didn't watch a lot, but anything that you did, any time you watched in that game, I think was too much. But no, True. here's what it, here's what happens. I get home from work about eight o'clock, so the first quarter is pretty much over. I'm just sitting there eating dinner, having some like you know leftover whatever my wife had made the kids that night and reheated, and I'm just sitting there and I've just got my phone kind of propped up on the dining table while I'm eating dinner, and it's just on. 
You know, so mm-hmm. my, my wife's sitting there and she's talking to me and I've just got the game on and I've got the volume down low. So I'm just kind of glancing over at it. Um, it wasn't me completely like dedicated to watching it. And then after I, and then when I went up uh, to bed and I laid down, I just put the headphones on and I would cut back and forth between the game and like a little bit on YouTube or, you know, stuff. like. So I wasn't like, you know, really crazy into the game. Because it was just atrocious. Right, but the point is that you were telling me during the day, oh, thank God, I don't have to watch any of this damn game. I, I'm just glad that we didn't agree. Uh, that would have made me more <laughs> sick if you had had the Bears or if you had had, if you had, had wa- the, the Washingtons. And they're like, oh, Christ. I yeah, we both had the Bears. We both had the Bears. Honestly, I still think we had the right pick. I do, too. I, I think they very easily could have won that game. I mean, um, we, we, we obviously are in the after show. But how do you get goal to go three <laughs> times and get no points? Zero points, goal to go three zero. times. And then zero points with goal to go three because their only touchdown came from 40 yards out. Right. But and your goal to go early in that game, again, you lose 12 to, to 7 or whatever the hell the score was in that game. It was, just, you know, yeah. yeah, 12 to 7. A field goal somewhere in there. World of difference, and again, yeah. these teams lose their shit, and man, that's just crazy. Well, and, that's crazy. and then the, again, and the Washington, their only touchdown comes on a muff. Right, they, they don't even have a, a chance in hell of scoring a touchdown except no. for the Bears punter, uh, punt returner, rather putting it on right. the ground. Ugh. So, uh, so I don't even know about the. Um, First half. Uh, oh, they were the Bears were going to go themselves. on their first two possessions. Oh, yeah, I, I knew nothing about that because I I literally did not yeah. watch and the when, game because I was at my yeah. anniversary dinner, so I so you're had no goal idea. to go goal to go first quarter first two possessions and turnover on Dones both times. Nice, good. They job. don't. They don't kick a field goal. They don't do anything. So they blow the first one. They get the ball right back, right back down to the goal line and turn it over on downs again. So as, as angry as my tweet was at the end of the game uh, with cursing and everything, good job, good effort, because I did not understand how you can throw a touchdown pass to one game. And then the receiver makes sure to drop and, and bobble and struggle catching the ball and make sure that by the time he gets possession, He's not actually in the end zone anymore, and he can't win the game. Like, if you're going to do that, just drop the fucking pass. Just drop, just drop it. Yeah. Uh, so they make sure they, they can't possibly score the touchdown to win the game and give us the pick. Good job. Good. So I guess I would have been – my head would have exploded if I knew about the first half and they had a goal to go twice and, and managed to get nothing out of that. Both. I had no idea. I really didn't because yeah. I was out to dinner with my wife. So I I'm glad you missed know it because that's that. your team. And you don't kick uh, a field goal out of either one of those two possessions. I figure on the second, like the first time, okay, I get it. Go for it. The second time, to, yeah. take, take the damn field goal. I, I mean, run the damn ball. Oh, my God. I feel like Richard Sherman. <laughs> That's how I feel like watching these games. Richard Sherman is all of us watching the NFL this season. So they were trying to, like, establish we're the offense that we can go for it and, we, and we're going to go in and take this – Touchdown, even though it's fourth down because we're the Bears. Yeah. What? 
what have they done on offense this year to suggest that they're good enough to do that? Mm-hmm. Like, how did they get that idea? Could have come in handy somewhere in that game. I, like, I'm literally processing this right now as, as you're telling me. that I, I had no idea. Like, how dare you think your offense is at that level that you can do that? Who the, who the hell do you think is out there? Okay. Now you know. Now, now you know what was so infuriating about that game. And, and again, what's even more sad is that the Bears' defense played phenomenal. It's the Broncos all over again. And that's and why I, when I sent out my tweet that Matt Nagy coaxes more than seven points out of that team, you're like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not so sure about that. I'll tell you uh, what, Matt but... Nagy's offensive game plans were so bad that Justin Fields would just take over on talent. And I don't know what they're doing to Justin Fields now. Because I think they're in well, his head. Well, like I said, he has that uh, one quarter or two quarters every eight games or so where he goes, oh, fuck this. I'm going to show y'all why <laughs> yeah. I was a first-round draft pick because y'all ain't going to use my talents. I'll just use them yeah. myself and, and do it my I mean, damn self. And I'm not giving away all my takes for next week's show. Honestly, this game didn't make me mad like that like that Denver indie game game where you were, you were just watching a team that was getting dominated, find a way to win somehow again, even though the Colts are just complete garbage and the Denver defense was just owning them. Like both of these teams on Thursday night were just trash. Yeah. The Washington, Washington's are trash too. Yeah. They weren't very good either. And it comes out that the bears managed to lose a game to playing a broken finger. I guess somewhere yeah. earlier in the game, uh, Carson Wentz busted his hand somewhere. And right. Trying to throw a pass. And so, yeah, the, good job by, by you guys. You found, found a way to lose a game to a quarterback playing with a broken throwing finger. Yeah, there was a, there was a thought that this might be Tyler uh, Taylor Heineken or Tyler Heineken in the second half of that game uh, based on how bad. But, you know, the Washington goes up 3 nothing at halftime, and they just kept letting Wentz. You know, go keep going out there, even when they were down uh, seven three. But yeah, just yeah, a terrible I'm, I'm football game. Just, just awful. Very long. glad I missed uh, all of that game except for the end, basically. So the only thing that gives me a little bit more excitement is that there's actual interest in the two primetime games this week. You know, with Dallas, Philly, and Denver uh, Clipper Chargers because. Dallas Philly, I actually I want to watch Philly just destroy Dallas. <laughs> That's my interest there. And then on Monday night, I want to watch That's the Clipper Chargers destroy <laughs> the Broncos. You do have to be interested in Monday. That's rock. So I want uh, I guess you'll be to just go insane. You, you'll be playing uh, daily fantasy Monday night, and you'll you'll have eight teams out there, and they'll all have uh, Chargers defense as your your superstar. Yeah, pick. you know I've actually been doing better with that playing both sides of some matchups. Well, well, I'll tell you what, I I didn't give you any of my, I've got, instead of playing where I was playing the last few weeks where I was doing like two or three, $5 lineups for the main slate. uh, This week I did four, $3 lineups because there's just so many juicy lineups where you could build up. So I've got both sides of the Buffalo KC game taken care of. Okay. So I've got one lineup with Bills 
heavy, and then one lineup stacked up with Chiefs, and then I've got another lineup stacked up with Arizona. Ah, all right. Um, after I did so well when I had that uh, Seahawks lineup when I stacked them up against the Lions that week, and then I've just got a just a Back anyone against the Legion of Room. Yeah, and then I've got a fourth lineup, and I I don't remember. I oh, I think I stacked up the Bucks in that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so those yeah, were the four. You. Those were the four stacks. And then you know, when you do a stack, you don't just stack up the entire game. So basically, right. I'll have you know like Allen and Diggs, and you know, or Allen and Gabriel, and you know, and I'll have, uh, and then you just kind of fill in lineup wise with the rest of the guys. Um, sure. You know, and then you'll have like, well, I have like the Chiefs. You know, I'll have Mahomes and Kelsey. And then you try to look for a low-cost option in there. So you throw, like, uh, you know, MVS or somebody in there. You just hope scores a touchdown. And then you take a player from the other team to kind of help you push back. But it's fun. I'm actually having a lot of fun doing this. I'm actually, you know, for the amount of money that I'm putting up every week, I'm ahead of where I wanted to be. That's good. And I'm just still waiting for one of those, like, $500 pops or $1,000 pops. That would make That would make it for me. I'm waiting for it too. Uh, whichever one of us gets it, uh, we'll be very happy for the other. I'm, I'm trying to do it as well. I mean, I was excited when I had a twenty dollar pop. Right. But if yeah, I I'd would say. have, I, I was probably staring at a three or four hundred dollar pop if they don't screw me in that Thursday night game with the Broncos and the Colts. Yeah. Because I was, like I said, I was in 18th place out of 800,000 entries. And just kicking a field goal there probably moves me into the top five. I don't know if I've ever done that well in any uh, DFS. And after all the shenanigans and then the Broncos defense giving up points and Russell Wilson throwing the stupid pick and all that stuff that happened, I ended up winning $2 on that game. So at least it didn't yeah, knock I'd... me all the way out of the money, but that that was some bitter two bucks when I was staring down <laughs> several hundred if they just play the game right. And that's not even why I was mad about that game. I was mad about that. I lost that pick, first of all, too. Yeah. And and just the Colts, man. The Colts are winning these games just showing up with a mask and a gun. <laughs> that's some robbery. That team is shit. Like Chief Rivera Thursday night, that was that was a complete robbery too. Oh, I couldn't believe it when I heard that stat about Matt Ryan. He leads the league in picks, sacks, and fumbles. <laughs> that's uh, that's hard to do. I mean, I crap on I, him I all the time still be taking the all those year. third down sacks, and he was doing it again on that Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. Every third no, down, there's move. Matt Ryan turtles and takes a sack. Yeah, that is definitely his move. Man, been doing that for years. Um, I so I get home from dinner Thursday um, in time to like I said watch the last few minutes of that uh, atrocity, um, and but I'm also going to check on that um, daily fantasy that I played for that game, uh, in which I put the the Bears defense uh, as my superstar, yeah. and made sure to put the Washington defense uh, as my second pick. Uh, just you should have flipped it. I, exactly. Who knew? But you know. The Bears did not do badly. They just didn't do quite as well as the uh, the, the Commanders. Right. Um, but I put my money where my mouth is. Um, I've been doing uh, often this year with that 
tough bill schedule. I don't, I, I picked that defense first in fantasy in my uh, year long uh, team season, uh, but I don't often use them. I've been benching them and picking up a, a random defense. Did you off play the, them off against the, the Steelers at least? I definitely played them against the Steelers. Yes. All right, good. I just uh, want to check. But for this week, I'm looking at them against Pat Mahomes, and I said, oh, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, so I picked up Chicago. And, you know, oh, they, sure. They got, they, they, they got me seven, but like you said, should have went with Washington. It would have been uh, even more fruitful. But who right. knew? But, but seven is not is nothing to sneeze at. I'll, I'll take the seven and, and get my week off to a, to a decent start that way. At least I don't have to worry about uh, Mahomes looking up the Bills uh, tomorrow. That's, they're firmly on my bench uh, for that one. That's for sure. I mean, I guess, I guess, yeah, because if you're trying to play the Bills defense tomorrow, you're trying to just accumulate points versus scoring points because you know they're giving up points. So now you're just hoping for picks and sacks. Yeah, you have to look for sacks and turnovers, right? Yeah, and it's really hard to make up those 10 points that you know you're going to lose on scoring. It's really hard to make those up expecting to make up 10 points on sacks and fumbles and, and picks and defensive touchdowns. I mean, it could happen. Yeah. You, you could get a, you could get a return and get it that way. You get a pick six. Yeah. Uh, I good luck in, in predicting windows come. Cause I don't know when, when I'm going to be able to get that, but right. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I wasn't going to play that. I was just gonna go with the bears and hope they uh, did enough to it, it's Carson wins. If anybody was going to give you a, a or pick six, uh, I think it would have been Carson Wentz. Um, but he, he didn't do that, unfortunately. Uh, but like I said, seven is nothing to sneeze at, so I'll, I'll take that. I, I dominated my matchup last week, uh, put up 139 okay. points, uh, and that's having Josh Allen just open the game going 98 yards down the field and going on from there, so that helps a lot. Um, and also Nick Chubb is the number one running back in football, so that helps as well. Uh, yeah, and that's with abs- that's with zero receiving capabilities at all. Doesn't need to just running over people. That's just when you know you're the best. <laughs> How do you know you're the best? Because you're doing it without catching the ball and getting any points out of the backfield like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm a perfect five and zero, oh and hoping to make it six tomorrow. Um, let me check out my opponent real quick and see what I'm going against. Uh, my opponent tomorrow is uh, always oh, got Lamar, so that's a, that's a oh. tough outing. Um, the Lamar Chase and Gabriel David. Hopefully, Gabriel David doesn't have another four touchdown day. Man, but, you know, I've got him in my I've got him in my bill stack because I've got it. I've actually because I didn't want to spend all the money on I couldn't afford Diggs, so I actually went with Allen Davis and McKenzie. Okay, just trying to it might to, work. Out, yeah. It might work. And that was, well, who did I take as my running backs in that lineup? Brees Hall <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Kenneth Walker. Okay. They were cheap, you know. And then I've got George Kittle at tight end, Ayuk, uh, Skelronic at my flex because he was cheap, your guy. The great Ben Skelronic. And the, and the Bucks D. Oh, my! so my other lineup, I was wrong because I've got a Arizona lineup a KC lineup, a Bills lineup, and then I've got a Ravens lineup. Ah. And it's not an it's not a crazy Ravens lineup because it's just Jackson and Andrews. Yeah. 
and then just a whole bunch of guys, you know. Right. So I stacked but that Jackson like, Andrews combo. That's uh, man, that's always always solid to bet on them. That that is money. Um, and then yeah, I've got a Mahomes, Kelsey, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire one going. Okay. So I didn't take the receiver in that game. But then I've also got Debo and Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, you Clyde know, is just, emerges my number two back. It's this a cheap guy. Yeah. He catches the ball. He just looks like he's afraid of it. <laughs> you, know? you you and Mina Kimes are all over that. I, I, I did not realize, it. you know, God, was that the one year when it was uh, – but, yeah, all of a sudden I'd be like, man, somebody just stole our thing. And then the ultimate was when we saw the Make Raiders Great Again hat. <laughs> That was that. That was like months after we had said something, and been joking about it for months. So at that point, I think we knew. You were on a brain a brain wavelength with the great Antonio Brown, which kind of Man. is scary. It even looked like the hat should have looked. It was the black and silver, <laughs> and it had the, font, the Trump font on there. We were making fun of Merga, you know. Mm-hmm. Man. Could have made oh, some well. money off of that. Oh, well. Yeah. We missed out, but it's all on tape. That's right. All you got to do is go back through the archives and listen to the thousands and thousands of hours of content that we put oh. out there for you. Well, I, that, we could pinpoint when that started because that was right around the time when we were making fun of Gruden for trading Khalil Mack. Uh, oh, yeah, because how could you possibly – do that. Yeah. It's, it's so hard to find a defensive you know player. You know how hard it is to find these guys? Uh, John. <laughs> John. Johnny boy. You, you kind of had one and you got rid of him. Man. No. That's fun. Another good yeah, show. I love this, I, I'm just loving this format and we're breezing through this stuff and uh, I'll still never figure out how we both had the Mad Amendola thing, but <laughs> it's random as hell for us to have the exact same uh, was man. that our what the fuck, or was that our... Uh, that was our what the fuck, man. and we both stole it, man. <laughs> I'm just sitting here looking at it like, this is going to be a good one. This is going to get a good laugh. You know, he'll be like, and you took the same thing I said. And then I'm sitting here <laughs> exactly listening to you doing I'm like, and you're talking about uh, Kyler Murray. I'm like, yes, all right. Uh-huh. And then you start going, but that's not the worst. I was like, no, he took it. <laughs> that's what I get for letting you go first. Because if I would have done it, you would have been saying the same thing. Like, you Oh, yeah, you know, I would have been cursing. Like, are you kidding me, man? Come on. <laughs> when did you break in and read my notes? How did you do that? Oh, man. Well, you know what, though? Other than that, we weren't, like, on all the same stuff this week. And we weren't on the, all the same picks, either. We we might actually have more than five uh, differences this oh. week. Let me count them okay. down real yeah, quick. Yeah, this is a weird week. Six? Five. No, it looks like the same five again. I thought we were wow. different. We, you know what? We, I think we were we heavy on them early. Than, I think, yeah, yeah I that, think it was a thing. lot early because I'm looking at the afternoon slate. We both had Arizona. We both have Buffalo. We both have Philly. We both have, So in the or late, uh, I think the only late game we disagree on is Carol, Carolina and L.A. That's right. And we have four, so it's four games, games that we disagree on. Okay, so four games in the early games, and then we'll have – you know, so if we split those, then we're banking, we're betting on PJ Walker and that Rams uh, O line. Okay, <laughs> great. Yeah, uh, well, that's fun. I, 
Five, five seems to be our magic number. So is that we'll four weeks that. in a row? Well, no. No, no, no one of the weeks was six. Yeah, right, technically last week was six because of the Thursday game. Right, but it was five on the show. That's right. Which would actually make that five and four weeks in a row where we've had five disagreements on the show. On the show, that's right. But I don't know what it is about five, but yeah. It's the lucky number. But it's the uh, bigger percentage of disagreement because it's not thirteen, uh, 15 games. It's only 13. Right. You know, no. usually, I don't want to say anything, but usually once we get into the bye weeks is when I start putting up the big numbers. Oh, you're trying to pump yourself up now, huh? Okay. Yeah, this is where I start putting up those 11 and 2s. Yeah, I need some oh. of that. Uh, well, well, we'll see. I, I, if it happens this week, that's fine because I don't know what the hell's going to no, happen. No, this week, this week is crazy. Week. I fully expect we'll probably do a three and two, and one of us will be on the right side. You know, yeah. I, one of us will be on the wrong side of a three and two this week. Is the way I feel about these games. Probably, yeah. This this week, uh, no, there'll be a push. Uh, Tampa will win by ten tomorrow. It'll be uh, twenty-four. 14. Oh, sure. Yeah, twenty-seven seven. No, I don't know. I can't see Pittsburgh getting to seventeen. <laughs> That's the problem of me. That that's why I took the gave the ten, is because I've got that feeling like if Tampa gets to twenty three or twenty four, uh, Pittsburgh stops at ten or thirteen. It, you know, it, it's done. They're terrible. It, it should be. You're so, right. It, it should be done there. Buffalo just whooped them. Yeah, that, that's what you're supposed to do. That, that was not. That was that was like I hope. Pittsburgh fans didn't have any young kids watching that game because oof, that should have been pay-per-view. I, I hope they didn't have any uh, thoughts that the franchise was better than they were. Was, uh, that you're not very good right now, Steelers no. fans. Sorry, sorry, Bryce in Brooklyn. Sorry, you, you're not uh, very good. That, that that Kenny Pickett pop that you thought you were going to get? Mm, well, again, against a decent Team, a decent but not great team that might, he might have done better against a bad team they might have won. That's the Buffalo Bills, man. That's that's the that's the big daddies of the that's the yeah. that's the big dogs in the yard right now. That's the worst possible scenario. And in Buffalo, on the like you could not have asked for a worse opener as a starter to your career. You so here's the thing I'm looking worse. at. So next week I'm looking at this because I was like, man, who do they play week eight? They play no. Uh, oh wait, no. They play, play at Miami in prime time. Oh, oh. And that's the game. That's the game that Tua's coming back for. That's where Tua's um, supposed to be back. You know. Well, don't don't count all your eggs before they hatch with Tua. First of all, because you don't know how exactly back. healthy he is. Oh, but then it gets even better because their next game's at the Eagles. Oh, good God. Um, yeah, that that could be a very ugly start to a career. That could be like a career yeah. ender, that type of stretch, because so, if he gets beat up enough, he might not be any right. good ever. So here's what happens. They come off that stretch where you go Bucks, I'm sorry, Bills, Bucks, at Dolphins, at Eagles, and then mm. they get their bye. That's when you make the switch. <laughs> Should have, should have held on a little longer to uh, to Trubisky, right? Right? I I well I maybe I don't know exactly when I would have made the switch, but I know I wouldn't have made it where his first start was at Buffalo. That's the worst. And I'm even place. fine making the switch at the halftime of that one game, and you try to get the yeah, all right, and then but then you go back to Trubisky the next week. 
Because he yeah. could have just as easily come into halftime of that Bills game. <laughs> I, I, I I think Tomlin was trying to make the signal to everybody, okay, this is yeah. our new direction and we're going to commit to that. So I, I get that part. But, uh, yeah, I, I guess I, I would have um, – Sat your biscuit down at halftime of the Jets game. Just you know, this is what this is your lot. This is what you tied yourself to. Just go with it. Don't right. You know. Yeah, because they come off the bye and it's Saints, Bengals, uh, Colts. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I would have waited. Yeah, that's, that's a much better slate than Falcons. And, uh, yeah. I mean, this is where this is where you let Kenny Pickett, you know. You know, eat. You know, let 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 him let him get healthy. Let, let him get grow into it. Teams, but don't get him destroyed. That was throwing well, the the cat into the to the bear cage. That's all that was. <laughs> well, I'll give you this. He makes it that far. He makes it to that Eagles game. They get off the bye. The good news is, it gets a little easier for him after that, right? I mean, maybe because the Ravens. <laughs> It's, this is this is why the Steelers should not have wanted to make the playoffs this year. <laughs> Roethlisberger looked at that schedule and was like, "I'm done. <laughs> I've had enough of this. I have no no interest in continuing any longer. Yeah, I I I don't know. Now I'm done. Uh, did you did you hit something? Too? Screw you guys! I'm going home. Oh, okay. Now we're really scaring each other. We're hitting yeah, we uh, hit the, drops we hit the drop at the same, same time, but we hit different drops, so that's great. Right. That, that's the if we ever hit the exact same drop at the exact same time, then we'll know we've really been doing this way too long. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, with uh, with the new format, we're kind of touching all bases of football now because we get the uh, awards in the first half, some more structure in the first half of the show. We get our picks. Yeah. And then we hit fantasy in the after show, which we re- we really never dedicated I know. time to fantasy uh, in, in in these years before. Uh, it's so a we're kind of ball party. It really is. We're, we're we're giving you everything now. We're giving you point spreads. We're giving you straight up picks. We're giving you fantasy DFS. Uh, we're giving you everything you could possibly ask for in our in our extended remix football party. Uh, and I'm even doing it uh, on the on the road in in the visitors' environment. And, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm kind of surprised at myself that I was able to hang in there this long because it's oh it's great. Long day. Next week uh, next week I'll be uh, Friday, uh, so that'll be a weird mm-hmm. show doing that on Friday. Obviously, Friday always leaves us open to some more you know contingency style picks or. Uh, sometimes we call audibles on picks a little bit more on with Friday picks than we do with Saturday picks, but yeah, um, that'll be fun. And then Saturday we'll be driving down to Milwaukee and Bucks game, and that'll be uh, that'll be an experience for me. I heard that uh, that arena, that new that Pfizer Forum or whatever they play, is supposed to be absolutely immaculate. Really? Yeah, I've heard nothing but great things about that place. Okay, I, we, I'm so old. I, I remember the when they uh, not built the Bradley the Center when they built the Bradley Center and how awesome it was. And that yeah. was the new place because uh, before that was the Mecca, which I never got a chance to go to. But oh wow, I was in the Bradley yeah, well, Center a few this, times. They've got this Pfizer Forum, and then out in out in you know they built this Deer District thing with it. Oh okay, like the, which is kind of like surrounding yeah, whatever. well, not quite because that was all already there. Um, right. <laughs> 
where this is like, well, they did it at Lambeau too, where they did this whole title town thing across wow. the street where it's bars and it's entertainment and it's yeah. just a big open area that you can kind of go hang out in before the game. So that's our plan. We're going to go down there a couple hours before the game. I think we've got a parking pass. Let's just park three hours before tip off. So we're going to park down there early, go over to that deer district. The pro shop is there, the dinner. You know, we're going to, so we're going to go there, do that, eat dinner, get into the stadium, you know. That's nice interesting. Park, parking across the street, too, which you can't beat. Oh. But oh, I mean, yeah. it's 50, 50 bucks, but well, but but it, at least it's not fifty bucks, and you can walk three miles because there's you know right. It's not like <laughs> oh man, I mean I can remember the worst I've ever experienced is bears parking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, not a good thing about that. Your part, yeah, you're you're parked down at like twenty sixth Street. You're along the lake, and it's considered a bears parking lot, and then you got to walk a mile and a half. Oof. And I did that one time, like dead of winter. That that was not fun. No, I, I bet. Yeah, I've I've heard bad things about uh, like the Dallas uh, parking situation. Yeah, I don't think it's particularly close, and it's like a hundred or or maybe hundreds of dollars as well. Uh, so that's the worst. Ultra expensive and not very close. That, that's right. just awful. I mean, nothing um, worse than Cubs parking. I mean, people are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to the Cubs game. Where do I park? They <laughs> just kind of laugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exact, exact you're in for a treat. Kentucky Derby or, or you're going to Churchill Downs to watch some races. Where are you going to park? Well, in, in the parking lot. <laughs> Guess what? There <laughs> is no cute. parking lot. That's cute. <laughs> I mean, I always had my spot. I'd always, I always had a spot. I never paid pay. I never once ever paid for parking at a Cubs game. Um, unless you count parking at the DeVry lot where, for the night games. Because like they had it where you could park something? up by Lane Tech, you know, in DeVry. Okay. Over there at Addison and Western. You could park there for – this is way back when. I don't know if they still do it. But for night games, they had it where you parked there and it was 5 bucks, And then they'd, they'd jump on the city bus and just bump yeah, it over there. Yeah. That was great. And then after the game, the buses were all waiting. You jump on the bus right up Addison – and you can and you get out of there real quick and easy. So that I mean, that's that's probably the most I've ever paid for paid for Cubs parking. But I'm not this person that's paying some rando, uh, you know, fifty dollars <laughs> to park in his driveway. No, I'd always park for free in the neighborhood because you get far enough away, it's all free. But you got to walk about eight blocks. Just gotta know where the good. You just gotta know where the spots are. And the last time mm-hmm. I went to a Cubs game, spots were still there. Now you're talking about the uh, Bucks building a whole, a whole entertainment district around the new stadium. Yeah, uh, remind, reminds me of the games that we we went to, me and and Rory and, and Dave, the movie expert, where our complaint or concern about it was there's nothing to do after the games because there's nothing around here because it's Milwaukee, right. Wisconsin. So that makes a whole lot of sense that they would build a an entertainment district out of that. Uh, they could probably serve to do something similar down here in, in Memphis. Not that they don't have entertainment uh, with Beale Street right there, but there's a sort of a sketchy uh, side to Beale Street after dark. Like, you kind of don't want to be there. I can imagine that. Yeah, I, yeah, I've hung out. At, I, I know enough about Memphis. and Yeah, I see that. And then thinking of that and sketchy and you don't want to be there makes me think of, obviously, 
the White Sox really need to do some sort of entertainment district where they are. Yeah. Right? Because nobody wants to hang out around there after games. And haven't they tried? Yeah. And, you know, hasn't, I don't think it's, it's anywhere near as big or successful as it could be. But, yeah, they have tried to do something. Because they there's – I got the last time I ever went to a game, uh, you know, 10 years ago or eight years ago, there was literally nothing around there uh, after a game. Like, you go and walk in from the stadium to the train, you know, that two- or three-block walk in complete darkness. Um, and if you want to walk the other way, go ahead, uh, away from the train, but good luck because now you're in the middle of a, a Bridgeport and God knows what, you know, what, what you're walking into there. Um, yeah, there's no place that needs to, uh, an entertainment district more so than uh, where the where the White Sox play, but that would mean Jerry Reinsdorf would have to open up his wallet a little bit. So I don't know if that's ever going to happen uh, unless, right. you know, it's after he's he's gone or something like that. Right, because you think about the United Center, and that just sort of happened by accident with that area revitalizing, because that just all happened around it, not because of it. Yeah, well, when when Jordan first got there in Chicago, oh, man, Stadium, it was the, the old stadium. I mean, yeah, oh, no, no. <laughs> that is not the part of town. <laughs> Madison and Damon? No, thank you. Uh, yeah. The reason that well, they talk about the, the the big rats in the in the big house down there because it was not the cleanest uh, neighborhood. Um, but yeah, well, you know, anything's going to get something you know built around it once Jordan happened because right. that's cause that's just going to attract people. Uh, there's a reason there's a statue of him out in front. <laughs> the house that it literally built. is the the house that Jordan built. Yes, that's exactly right. All right, uh, it was a long day. It was a long night. Yeah, no, yeah. today was a long day. You know, it was up early, funeral all day. You don't realize how uh, draining funerals are. Man. Yeah, I, I can it imagine. wiped me out. And the hard part was sitting there and, you know, my son just starts bawling at this. Oh, so, oh, oh. Once the sad music kicked in, he's mm-hmm. just crying. Well, this is like his first experience with it, you know. Because sure. he's, he's eight. I mean, he hasn't, I mean, he's been to a funeral but he doesn't remember anything or like where he remembers the person who died other than seeing the yeah. pictures and all this time it hit him because this is like okay he sees this person at holidays and, yeah so this one was tough yeah yeah I'm, I'm sure that that's not that's not too much older than uh my age when they when they put our dog down and yeah i, yeah. I couldn't stop either because it was the first yeah. experience of something like that so yeah not to compare a a, a human no, or his, his uncle it. to a dog it's a trauma yeah it's a trauma it's, it's, a, it's a it's a loss and right. you're, you're not ready at that age for for loss we're, we're not ready say, as, a, as adults for loss it's funny that you mentioned that because up until this i think the most traumatic thing for my son was the cat dying a couple of years ago two uh, years ago you know, so, but no, I mean, it was, it was tough. So I'm, I'm just beat. So I'm, I'm ready yeah. to, ready to get to bed, get up tomorrow, fresh, start the day, probably have to rake some leaves because the leaves are all falling down here and, you know, get all that done and 12 o'clock, watch the game. I don't know if you've heard uh, over here on the microphone, but we just had some more thunder. So we're about I to. I heard that. I thought a train was going by. <laughs> We're about to get it again overnight, so right. it's another sign for me to you know get out of here. I'd rather have that than, than snow, and uh, that oh. snow hit us the other day. I'm driving to work the other day, and it started snowing. I'm like, all right, a few flakes. That's a little demoralizing. 
And then it started sticking, and I was like, fuck this uh, shit. This is bullshit, man. <laughs> I do not miss that uh, at all. So, well, sorry it's a for month you, early I don't here, so that's bad news for you guys. I mean, we're that early this year. Uh, it doesn't matter what time of the of the winter. We're going to get it for like three days, and then it'll oh, right. that'll be the end of it. <laughs> and everybody down there will lose their minds. Absolutely lose their shit. Oh, my God, there's... No, in the air. What do we do? Shut it all down. <laughs> just, just hang tight. It'll be okay. None of it is sticking. You'll be all right. Just, oh. All right. Definitely looking forward to that. Okay, if you don't remember, we will remind you. Next week, Friday night episode of the Football Party in much less detail, the podcast, recapping week six and looking forward to and making picks for week seven of the NFL season as it keeps rolling along, and hopefully we won't have any more sackings of the quarterback that is ruled as somehow roughing the passer, even though all you did was grab him and take him to the ground. Like, if you can't tackle a guy, is it tackle football anymore? I don't I don't understand. All right, uh, next Friday for our next show, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, Friday night, October the 21st. All right, he is Jay. I am Dre. This has been in much less detail the podcast. Thank you all for joining our football party. Hopefully we got enough good picks out of these crazy games tomorrow that you can make some more money with us. Uh, We will see you again Friday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, for week seven in the NFL, and we will talk to you then. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.